everybody. Welcome to another episode of the SideQuest podcast. My name is Matt. My name is BJ. Hi, I'm Luke. And we have a special guest on today, uh, Jack Burroughs, a, a good friend, went to high school with him. Hey, Jack. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good, man. I think uh, we have a lot of questions. I know uh, both Luke and BJ, when I told them that you worked at Treyarch, uh, we have a, a lot of fun fun questions for you. Um, but to, for, to kind of start us off, we kind of like ha- uh, to ask our guests uh, favorite video games so that we can kind of get a feel for uh, your taste and your passions. Um, so Jack, I, I kind of messaged you about that before and you said that you always got those on uh, on deck. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Doug. I'm uh, I'm literally sitting in my man cave right now beneath in my parents' basement, so I'm in no better environment to to talk about video games. Um, yeah, my all time favorite top five, off the top, Dead Space One, Halo Two, Skyrim, uh, Bioshock, and uh, Metroid Prime One, easily my top five. And then if I was to sort of bleed out into the top ten, I'd probably get God of War 2018 in there. Uh, Ratchet and Clank 3, Up Your Arsenal, uh, Jack 2. Man, there's a few uh, speckles Jack, here and Jack there. Two Jack 2, that one actually stands out. Heart. Yeah, that stands out. Oh, that was a good me. taste, brother. Yeah, yeah. Old school, old breed, old guard. Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, Classic. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I, mi- I miss the era of the Ratchet and Clank innuendo uh, titles. That was perfect. Oh, yeah. They don't make them like that anymore, man. Oh, no. Nah. Did you uh did you play the new one? Unfortunately, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was I Come on, just It doesn't have the cool controller rumble features. It's a tech demo, bro, and and nothing more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it was a fine tech demo, but for a ratchet game it was really disappointing. I had more fun yeah. with the actual tech demo. The actual demo. tech demo that was free yeah. and you didn't have to pay $70 for. Oh, yeah, that was way don't better. Mind me. Yeah, I mean that there, you're not gonna find a crotchetizer again anytime soon in Ratchet and Clank, which is just a <laughs> just a sad far cry. Like, it's no long. It's so funny. The old ones, you know, they were like a commentary on corporate, you know, consumerism bullshit. And then they, sorry, I don't know if this is family friendly show or not. No, anyway, no, um, not no you can okay. say anything that isn't a slur. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then <laughs> now, like, Ratchet and Clank has become what it used to make fun of, which is just hysterical. Remember that, like, 2016 movie tie in? There's some bastard from uh, the UK who made, like, a two hour video about the fall of Ratchet and Clank. I've watched it, like, eight times, and I agree with every word. So, this is a long, like, dramatic topic in itself, just Ratchet and Clank. But anyway, yeah, video games. No, are you great. know what? Screw it. That's what we're going to talk about today. Where, where Ratchet and Clank <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> Oh man! Screw it! Yeah, this is going to be the Ratchet and Clank podcast. We talk about anything you guys want, man. <laughs> nah, dude. Uh, well, I, I remember, man, like going to high school with you, and and when, like, I mean, I just know how much at least Dead Space has played a part into your life. Um, oh yeah. I mean, everything from you know, I, I still remember, you know, the zombie uh, T-shirt I got you that you say you still you still have somewhere. I, I still wear it, bro. You bet. There you go. It's not flattering, but I love it. It's just yeah. too badass a shirt. It's just a, it has a, like a Spaz Twelve shotgun, and it says "Zombie Repellent." I've never seen a, a cooler shirt to this day, so I ain't getting rid of it. Yeah, that's uh the other that that stands out. I mean, you got God of War um, on there, um, which I'm playing through now since it just got on uh, to PC. I'm I've been a an Xbox um, player for. I mean, since high school, I had a PlayStation Three in high school, and then um, I pretty much only had Xbox since then. And uh, it's yeah, just now been playing through 
God of War and man, it has been it's been good. I I can't I can't say that it tops uh Last of Us. Yeah. I mean, I Last you. of Us is is just I think the best story in video games. The first one it, or do you mean if you yeah, put the two first together, one. if you put one and two together? Oh man, oh two. Oh, <laughs> oh you should listen tell to some that other, story. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. We just so BJ brought over his uh PS5 and he's like you have to play two and I was like I don't want to Joel dies I know that I can't I can't bring myself and it was it was an emotional roller coaster and I was still at the very end of it he was like so how do you feel I was like man fuck Ellie fuck Abby I'm still on team Joel man can't believe she let that bitch go yeah it's a it was divisive if anything that's yeah I think it's a masterpiece I'm also team Jesse too yeah. I can't believe they did Jesse, my dog Jesse, oh, like yeah. that. Oh, so dirty. It's it's a it's a pretty on this podcast. Me and BJ have have both had. We, we all talk pretty like positively about it. Just I think it's pretty much almost a perfect game. With my only gripe being like how the story's told with like the flashbacks and where they happen. Mm. But everything else in that game, I think, is not perfect. BJ thinks it's a, like a fucking ten out of ten. And then we got Matt. Yeah, seeing Matt's reactions. I was here one day when I think when they switched to Abby, and he's like, "No, don't, don't give me her father's story. I don't give a fuck about him." Dude, he literally <laughs> was throwing chairs into the kitchen and screaming. I was, I was, I was, I was screaming. I was like, "This is bullshit, dude!" I there was one point too we were playing, and it's when uh, who's the guy that she like fucks on the boat? Owen, uh, I think Owen is. Owen, yeah. Owen. So it's when they're having that whole dialogue, and I was like. I can't believe she like she would go all the way to Montana just to kill somebody. And BJ looks at me with this smug look, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, but when Ellie does it, it's fine. Okay, don't fucking hold the mirror up to me, you bastard." Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it was. I think what broke my heart the most about Last of Us Two is they just didn't have the factions mode. I mean, the Last of Us One factions multiplayer mode is just—it's a religious experience. Like, it was made, I think, in only a handful of months. Like, they kind of slapped it together in the original. And it, they just achieved this pinnacle of third-person shooting, like, slash stealthy combat. Like, it was just such a badass multiplayer game, man. Like, they had so much nuance in the perk systems. My best friend in college and I, we'd play the shit out of it, man. And he would main, like, a sniper class. And I figured out sort of a perk path where I could just be a medic. And you, you would get so many damn points, or like whatever the in-game currency was, I think it was like parts or something, where I would just bandage him up and heal him. So they You're would think, and him. I would just, yeah, like I'd just stay crouched, they shoot him, they think they got him, and he, he just pops back up because I just revive him instantly. It was hysterical. <laughs> and then I pop up and I've got, you know, enough points where I've got a flamethrower, I'm fully armored up, because you just bandage your teammates constantly. It was just genius, and they just, they had all these badass you know upgraded graphics and new guns and shit in the new one and it's like where the like how do you sleep at night not making the multiplayer again i don't get it i know we're getting they, like a standalone multiplayer but whatever man yeah that was my next question do you think that one's gonna hold up at all i think the proof will be in the pudding i'm, I'm so scared it's gonna be like they're gonna pitch it to us like another 70 dollars standalone product or some bullshit well, the price point will will matter so much well, apparently, Definitely. according to some of the leaks, they've hired a Naughty Dog has hired the guy who created the Battle Pass for Fortnite, and the rumor is that factions will be a free-to-play, uh, microtransaction-heavy experience as one of the first of ten live-service games PlayStation's going to put out. Dude, as long as it's not pay-to-win, the, uh, the Horizon. Oh yeah, the Horizon yeah. MMO too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I saw yeah, that. 
I haven't Which, heard about that. That's that's being made by the guys who did Guild Wars, so I have a little bit of faith there because Guild Wars Two apparently is like top tier shit. Do you but guys like MMOs? I, I've played through Final Fantasy XIV by myself. Does that count? No, I don't think that's an MMO. Okay, well, is it? Final Fantasy, yeah, fourteen, fourteen's an MMO. That's the online one. Oh, I have no idea. Then no, yeah. I don't play Final Fantasy, man. There is no Final Fantasy. Oh. They have seventeen and a half of those games, and there's twenty fourth, and who knows? I lost count. I don't play that crap. That's how I feel, man. You're talking to two of the biggest Final Fantasy nerds on the fucking planet. <laughs> I'm more of a Kingdom Hearts nerd, and Final Fantasy just kind of rolls into that. That's fair. <laughs> but I uh, saw like I saw like Dunkey's like story video breakdown about Kingdom Hearts, and I just felt like I I was drunk. Dude, both Luke and, and BJ yeah. are pretty sore about Dunkey because he's been shitting on the the games <laughs> that they've recently. It's Xenoblade and Sonic Frontiers. He both took a big old shit on, and even though he's become like the voice of like I gamers now uh, yeah i love it too but uh they're pretty sour about that xenoblade <laughs> specifically it's fine if you shit on sonic because i shit on sonic everybody <laughs> <on> Sonic. <laughs> yeah it, it looked rough around the edges man at least from what he showed i know he like historically shows game in like the worst possible light which is funny at the same time as it is tragic but yeah yeah none of none of those are sort of my wheelhouse game so i i will yield my opinion to your expertise Dude, the other when I think about you know us going to high school together, the other memory that pops out is when uh, Borderlands came oh, out. Yeah. I, when I when I got my PC, I was getting in Steam and stuff like that, and I realized that my my icon was Mordecai from Borderlands Two, and I was like, yes. oh great, I created that when I was sixteen. I can tell. <laughs> Man, Borderlands is fucking awesome. I mean that just that intro trailer that we got with Cage the Elephant. Ain't no rest for the wicked is timeless. Is, it's, yeah, it's one of the most iconic moments for me, yeah. um, at least in the series. So, were you guys in high school when Skyrim released? Because I was back yes. in 2011. So, what what year did you graduate, BJ? You I graduated in 2015. Okay, we, we were two years before you. Okay, um, when I was a freshman, I think 2011, and uh, the day that Skyrim came out, like half the student body didn't show up to school because <laughs> we were all just at home playing Skyrim. <laughs> dude there, there's something that i do miss about like releases back in the day of you know waiting outside of GameStop. Going to midnight oh, yeah. things uh, for that was GTA just a or whatever it, it was just fun because so awesome. then you would be around people that were also just as hyped for the game as you were and it was just this communal experience that was so bonding and then you're half the fun was just that yeah yeah it was palpable I can't, I can't speak on it but seeing the videos of people lining up for the first modern warfare 2 like back in 2008 i think seeing people lined yeah. up and hype hype for that is like man i that i wish i had because like i didn't start going like going to midnight stuff till like yeah i was in like high school and even then it was just like all right i went to a pokemon one and it was just a bunch of children and like 40 year olds and i felt weird <laughs> yeah I, I remember first the first time i had to explain that to my parents they'll be like hey i, I gotta be somewhere at like 12 o'clock and they're like not on a school night and i was like well just i'll be just we'll sit out there i'll call you when it's over and they're like this is so weird just can't we just get it tomorrow i was like no 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 I way wait for the one hour before i have to go to bed for school yeah uh those are those were some good old days maranatha hmm. it was good times man i loved high school yeah i forgot about that like how much well maybe i didn't forget borderlands is like just as a concept game wise and it was in like that mad max kind of style with that it was also so pretty being that that um 
cell shaded. It was like yeah. I'd never seen anything like that before. Did y'all have y'all ever seen that first Borderlands trailer where it was before they went with the oh, cell yeah. shading design, where it was like oh, super yeah. serious and like like it was gonna be the next Gears of War kind of like seriousness. Really? Yeah, and then it was like a full year where we saw nothing after that, and then we got cell shaded goofy ass shit and like the Borderlands we know, or at least Borderlands of one and two, three and the current ones are kind of shit but whatever but like one in like one style that like started it all it 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 originally was going to be just like another shooter for xbox and then they were like we need to do something different because this just this shit's feeling the same as everything else i mean it it, it did feel different when i played it the whole way of you know the 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 skill tree was just some of my favorite skill you know advancing in in a game to this day it was it felt so good to you know, the more you use the stuff you like, the, the better you get at that. And it, it was just, yeah, it was just so fun and all the different classes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Borderlands was great. I, I kind of, after two, didn't really play three um, or Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Three is probably the best playing Borderlands. Like, Which is the one with the, the brother and the sister. Three. Oh, then I played three, not two. Three? You haven't played two? No, I, I definitely played two. Two has Handsome Jack. Yeah, Handsome Jack. Yeah. I played them all. Okay, because three, I think, plays the best like the movement shooting everything else yeah. it's just the story shit and then wonderlands is fun but like i was like ah eh, i got about probably 10 hours in and i was like i'm bored did I you did you like the, the tales from the borderlands like the first one okay i'm not playing the fucking second one okay i'm not touching yeah, that shit at all the series is so interesting man and i think trilogies and games are really fascinating to study like to me, Gears of War is the is the ultimate game trilogy because the way the games progress without like bastardizing or changing their core uh, features and pillars and stuff is just something to to marvel at. Mass Effect is pretty good as well, but three I think the, sort the of Arkham simplifies too much. Series are pretty good too at that. Yeah, yeah. But like Borderlands, I, man, it's like I want like the I want the characters of the first game, the adventure of the second game, and the guns of the third game, and that would be ooh, the best because every one of them has like shit in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something in each like because to me Borderlands One is very much like the proof of concept where it's like all right the story is there yeah, kind yeah. of but then you go to two and it's like fuck I handsome Jack is a villain it's, it's, it's just like searching a vault you yeah know, like, yeah you actually have a, a there's an enemy it's so good with that and then like three while I I remember having fun playing it anytime characters open their mouth I was just like yes. fuck yeah awful like. I was like, yeah. I hate every character. They bastardize characters. Like Zero shows up and is kind of stupid. Reese yeah. from the Tales of the Borderlands shows up and is an idiot. Like it, I was not a fan of, at all. And then, like, I will, I will say their DLC for three was good because they apparently got different writers. And thank God, the 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 Lovecraftian one and then the Krieg's DLC were probably my favorite too. Yeah, Krieg was a great DLC character. Krieg was Krieg his, was awesome. His, the, uh, I love his short, trailer. The trailer was so good. I just want to tell her, tell you love her. Don't scream about poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the conductor of the poop train. Yeah, it's awesome. What do you? I know you're talking about like trilogies, but like, what do you think of the Halo trilogy, one, two, and three? Oh, uh, God, man. I mean, it's just I'm like choking on my own words trying to talk about it. Halo <laughs> two to me is like the ultimate childhood iconic like it's romantic man like walking into a blockbuster when we were kids and seeing this giant master chief cut out with the like dual wielding smgs like it was just the birthplace of passion what do people say it's like 
I might, I might have been born at this date, but this was the moment of my conception. Like when yeah. I walked in the Blockbuster and saw that statue, and I was like far from being allowed to play those games. So even more, right? It's like having something you can't even, you're not even allowed to be near or touch or experience. You just romanticize it, it so that much, much more in your head. Yeah. So I think Halo One, Two, and Three, and you slap Reach in there as well. Reach My is God. the perfect like epilogue to Bungie's oh. Halo like career. It's like fantastic. OD- th- three ODST was also a fun little side thing, but like I remember playing uh, fucking Halo Reach and just God, like that final mission where it's just survive. Yeah, melt After your face. After everything off. you've done, and you're like, <laughs> fuck, this is so cool. Yeah, like it's probably yeah. And then I don't mind Halo Four, but when you compare them to fucking it Bungie's Halos, yeah, no. I mean, it holds up graphically. Halo Four is a oh, beautiful graphically, fucking game. Audio, the audio is exceptional yeah. in the newer ones. I mean, that's so satisfying. I like Halo Infinite's multiplayer. I haven't played the single player yet. I think it's genius they went free to play with that. If they hadn't been, you know, I if wish they that had, they, had they had added content more content. To put out. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, for real. But it's I, mean, fun I remember for what the it is. night it came out. Me and Tyler uh, stayed up, got it all installed, and just played the shit out of it. And then we all like, had multiple nights where we would just yeah. hop on and play Halo all night. It, it was, was fun. And then after yeah. like, I mean, I, I don't want to say probably about a. I would say a month or two. A month. It just it dropped out, and then we're like, uh, let's let's play something else. <laughs> I jump in and out recently. Like I've I've played the winter update. Apparently, Forge is live now, so I can go play Forge actually, maps. That's exciting because yeah. I always like those goofy game modes. Have Someone you seen already what made, made Griff Ball. Forge? I mean, the old ones, yeah. Have, have there have you seen any new stuff at all? Because like some of the stuff I've seen on TikTok is actually like getting me to want to play Halo Infinite again. Maybe we I, should dude, I saw s- somebody made Andy's bedroom from Toy Story <laughs> yeah. in Forge. Like, that disturbed the shit out of me when I saw that. Like, how powerful are these tools compared to the old days that someone can do that? Like, I don't even... That's like a, a full-blown game engine. I don't even know what I'm looking I, at. I saw someone made the entrance to the the uh, the forest temple in Zelda in Forge, and I was oh like, God. fuck. That's awesome. We're going to have some stick fucking maps now. It looks yeah. insane. I'm I'm pretty bummed though that they're cancels co-op. Well, so it's it's they can't it's not split screen. You can still do it online, so we could do oh, it all together. But that's you can't split screen it, which is dumb. But which apparently you can because uh, some modders broke it and added it in to, to their lo- dude because it's it's like there. It's available. Modders. I mean, nowadays when you just give like random enthusiasts the tools that they need, they're I mean these a lot of these developers. I mean. And you get like stuff with cyberpunk that you know when they finally added mods they're like half of the mods are are people that all oh, cosmetic shit or that people it. that like would mod it and they're like you did an amazing job join the team here's we'll add this yeah. mod in yeah i mean what was it a lot of people in the modding community get hired at bethesda who are working on starfield right now just because they were modding fallout 4 and skyrim for so long and now it's like hey that's really good yeah do you want to work on the space shit we're doing and they're like, yeah, apparently, I I don't know if this is true or not. This is more rumor territory, but I heard that some of the people making like the ship, like customization were mm-hmm. all modders. Really? Yeah. Cause that shit just looks like, uh, it, like, it looks like, oh, that could have been a mod in fallout, but like with a budget. Dang. Let me yeah, tell you something I'm, too, man. If, if you want to get into modding, like that is such a fantastic entry point to working in the industry. If you have like a passion for it. I mean, some of my best mentors, some of the, the kindest, best people I've ever met in the industry, especially at Treyarch, were modders. Guys who made, like, source mods for uh, Left 4 Dead or something, or uh, the old Call of Duty engine stuff. Like, 
we hired modders recently while I was still there who joined the level design team and like guys that I worked right next to. Like, with it's such a valuable way to get people into the business because you just you already know the tools for one thing. Yeah, and it also and comes, you, I think, a lot of people that that have the background they they have passion, which is a, yeah. a huge thing oh, in yeah. any any industry anything well, you kind of have to because like modding is a free gig you're not getting paid for half yeah, that shit yeah, at all but I it's just like i think when you have that passion it mm -hmm. just it changes it changes kind of the heart of what you're doing and it just i mean any job oh, if yeah. you have passion in it it just will change the quality of your work have you guys ever played um i don't know if you guys are half-life fans i'm a i love oh, yeah. love half-life man but black mesa you know the, all that's a whole project was a mod yeah. Wasn't it's, it like officially incredible. not not officially funded, but like officially sanctioned by Valve at some point? Yes. Like yeah. in, when they were developing it, they're like, "Hey, we can like." Wasn't it they can help they help the guy finish it? Yeah. They get, there was more than a guy, bro. It turned into a team of like oh, yeah. fifteen people. Or, excuse me, or something. It was they gave them the whole keys to the kingdom. I think they gave them original assets, audio files, all kinds of stuff. There's a whole uh, no clip insane. documentary about how that whole thing was made. It's fantastic. No clip makes awesome video game documentaries. And I was so fascinated by it because as a level designer, I mean, those guys were, they were like renaissance painters of level design, man, for Black Mesa. Like what they did with the original level designs was just, it's poetic. It's romantic. It's, it's incredible. The passion that went into that. Like it's, they added hours, hours and hours of content to the original game. It's, it's breathtaking. The original Half-Life, I still remember, like, so I played that on, what console was it on? Because I think Half-Life 2 PC, was... bro. Well, they, it got Half Life put, Two was on the orange box. So Half Life yes. One was on PlayStation Two, and I remember no. having that because it was at a yeah, it was at a garage sale, and I just picked it up because like ah oh, whatever, and it's not good on PS Two. Like thinking back on it, because you know this was before this predated Halo, like you know console controlled FPS games. But like oh it, I even remember just walking through like starting Half Life One and walking through the office seeing all the people and like at that time i'm like holy fuck this looks really cool like these guys are working day jobs it's behind the counter doing this thing people are walking around and then like yeah then you get to like the fucking thing blowing up and the the actual plot start mm -hmm. and then i saw a, a streamer playing black mesa and like seeing that blew my fucking mind because i was like i remember playing that that looks fucking sick because yeah it's it. it's it's I didn't even so... believe you that it was on PS2, and now I'm looking at a five thousand dollar copy on eBay. Yeah, I didn't believe it either. So I had to look it up. Wow. Was looking it up too, BJ? I, I did. It's all the same thing. He's you're really you're both sitting here going, "This kid's full of shit," and then you're like, "Oh damn, this is a thing." That <laughs> blows like, my you're, mind. You're blowing smoke. There's no way. Well, because yeah, like you were saying, I I knew I knew ha one of the Half Life's on Xbox, one was on PlayStation, because I played one of them on on a DualShock Two. And I'm like, fuck, which one was it? And then I'm like, oh yeah, so it was Half-Life 1, because 2, yeah, 2 is in the Orange Box collection, which I've also played. And that one plays a little better, because, you know, that's after Halo's time of, like, mapping stuff to a controller, but... Yeah. I mean, Half-Life 1 on the PlayStation 2 did not control well, because okay. fuck. <laughs> Jack, did you ever get a uh, an opportunity to play Alex? Yes, I beat it recently. Oh, yeah, okay, I just, since I got my PC, I can play a bunch of sick VR stuff with my Oculus, and I just bought alex and have been trying to find time between all the other things i'm doing these days to to play through it honestly i'd recommend doing it because i don't think alex is too long realistically mm -hmm. i just wish i had i mean because i know when you're playing with the um the vive or um it just is a lot better experience because you get a, just the a lot better body tracking and everything yeah um 
but it's still I mean I I mean I loved uh, Resident Evil 4 on on uh on my Oculus but yeah I mean I just was so stoked that they they revived it to be VR and it was I think really bold of them to put it in VR which I think now VR is kind of dying out which is a little sad yeah, it's a bummer a- because Alex is like the ultimate video game experience I think that they've re- They've perfected like environment art to such a degree like that is true immersion man more than it's ever been like the the level of detail if if you are playing on a really good rig and with a really good headset like it's I like I'm at a loss for words when you're going through some of those environments and some of the set pieces they've made and even just the story it's fantastically written well delivered the mechanics are compelling the whole way through you're right like it's not too long but it you know, it doesn't keep you in there where the to the point where you get sick of all the mechanics. Like, I think it's it's the apex right now of what games have achieved. To be honest with you, I mean, it's just seeing videos because like I don't have a VR machine, so I can't play it. But like seeing videos of people playing it, I'm like, damn, I didn't know you could do that in VR. Yeah. And like somehow, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like fucking Valve figures it out. And you're like, no, this works. Whereas like other, you see other companies try shit like that, and it's just it's buggy, doesn't work. They can't yeah. do it. Valve does it, and you're like, oh no, just do this. And you're like, what the fuck? Did, how? Like, this feels <laughs> yeah. like black magic, and I'm just watching a video. I couldn't imagine playing it. Whatever you got to do, man. I, I mean, literally, it's not mine. Like, I went to a friend's house. I'd buy him in and out for dinner, and he just eats while I play, and he sets up his rig for me for three hours. You know, and it's, it's whatever you got to do. Solid trade. Yeah. In, in and out for Alex. Oh, yeah. man, I, I can't wait. We're uh, driving from for Thanksgiving up to. Zion National Park, and I'm flying to LA. Gotta to take those up. red jeans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we're, we always stop in the In and Out in Las Vegas, and for some reason, oh, yeah. that's like what I'm looking forward to, like top five things for a Thanksgiving trip. It's so good. I so still good. still haven't had In and Out just because I haven't been over that I, way. I mean, a lot of people like I know I know like Tyler shits on it, and he says Whataburger is better, but I I, I oh. don't know. I, I, I just Sacrilege. that seems to be the rivalry. It is, especially when you consider like the price. I mean, I think the burger is better than Five Guys, and Five Guys is oh yeah, Five Guys burgers are kind of mid. Yeah, and they're yeah. and they're so fucking expensive. You like buy like yeah. a meal, and it ends up being twenty bucks for one person. I mean, twenty five bucks. Yeah. yeah, the problem is just that it's better than fucking McDonald's or Burger King. I mean, it's, it's it's dirt <laughs> cheap. You can get like a double double for like four fifty. Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I like, want to try it like out. a buck. Uh huh. I mean, the fries aren't great, but if you get them animal style, which they just throw a bunch of spread on there, cheese, cheese and onions. Cheese, grilled onions, and spread. Yeah. What else do it's, you want? Exactly. It sounds incredible. It is. I got it. I, I want to try it so bad. We'll do like, a California trip. Oh, yeah. Sure. I do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Dang. So I got to ask you, Jack. <laughs> what? So there's two games coming out soon that I need oh, to get yeah, your yeah, opinion Yeah, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, one of which is the Dead Space remake. Hmm. And then the other is Callisto Protocol. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts, feelings, opinions? Any just unload about hey. about these? Because I I have some opinions. Unload on us. Unload on us. Yeah. All right. Give us your whole load. <clears throat> sure. I'm gonna blow it. Um, <laughs> I'm extremely hair. excited about both of those. Early, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm extremely excited. Both of those. Um, I'm. I think Callisto Protocol is an extremely exciting product because it's made. Not only from the original mind of the creator of Dead Space, the first one, uh, Glenn Schofield, he made a whole studio for these kinds of games. He's got most of the team um, from the original Dead Space, both one and two. 
I mean, I've, I've watched interviews where he's got some of the guys that I used to watch interviews of like every single morning with a bowl of cereal when those games were coming out. So he's got the crack team. Everything I've seen looks gorgeous. The mechanics look tight. It uh, looks like a compelling world. It's well written. The trailer was interesting. I think Callisto's going to just hit it out of the park. And every review I've seen is people saying it's better than you think it is. It's not just a Dead Space clone. It's really got its own show going on. And I just trust Schofield. I think he's got a great taste for making games. I think he knows how to build a badass team. He's got a great track record. So I'm just nothing but excited. And the Dead Space remake is an entirely different beast. So I, I mean, you will not find a more damn near, like... I, like I'm just obsessive OCD for Dead Space 1 to an uncomfortable degree. Like, I, yeah, I've memorized the I thing like, like a haunted house. We're definitely going to be talking about Dead Space. Yeah, that's, like, I, I think for a fact. it's easy to have such a deep obsession for the first one just in how quality it was and how brilliant of a game it is. And so when this thing's coming and, out, and I'm like, like, oh, God. You know, like, I'm. it's going to be impossible not to nitpick and just bathe yourself in nostalgia and, and get really critical about some things. By and large, I'm hyped as hell. I think it looks fantastic. My heart is utterly broken for some of the things they've changed. I've literally personally messaged uh, the creative director for the project at Motive Studios over LinkedIn just to say like, hey man, looks great. Tell me for the love of God, you're not doing this or that. We've had great back and forth. He's given me the time of day. Um, Can you give us an example of what that was? Probably, yeah, uh, absolutely. Don't, don't like leak anything if you're not allowed no, 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 to like, no. leak stuff. I won't, I won't. Yeah, but... It's just um, like I was watching footage from the October reveal where they on the anniversary, the 14 year anniversary of Dead Space 1, they showed all kinds of footage for the remake and one of the things that I saw was when Isaac picks up the pulse rifle, so they've changed it now where you can find guns in the environment not just in the store where you have to you know, find a schematic and then you go buy it, which is really cool because it feels organic and it makes the world feel lived in anyway, he so finds that, the pulse rifle that seems like a better better option yeah. really to me yeah. for like the horror aspect, of like oh shit it's here's awesome. a a gun laying there on the corpse of a dead guy. It's like, oh, it's still got some bullets left in it. Let me use this. Like that, that exactly. I, when I saw that, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm yeah. in. So he picks up the pulse rifle. And if you remember from the first game, the alt fire for the pulse rifle had this like super unique, arguably very silly mechanic where you hold it up above your head. Isaac crouches down and it shoots, it sprays shoots horizontally like a sprinkler mm -hmm. to clear a room. And it's badass and it feels really fun arguably ridiculous but it's a video game and it was great they took that out and replaced mm. it for a simple proximity mine grenade which is heartbreaking dog because it's yeah. like it's just like what a fun cool unique thing and it was actually effective and it was it felt awesome and would really rip my heart it's like when the anim in, during the animation of Isaac picking up the pulse rifle in the remake, they have what looks like those three barrels sort of separate as he's like, you know, getting a feel for it, sort of looking at the gun, and then they like refocus in. And then I, you know, in the footage, he takes like a couple steps and then it gives you a little tutorial message and it's like, you know, all fire proximity mine. And I, I was like, like, I can just broke my heart, man. I was, I was so upset. Just like it's so much less interesting, so that's one of the things where I I was talking to him about it. Another thing is the um the voiceover performances. I mean, I think you would be hard pressed to find a long list of other games that are going to nail their voiceover delivery as well as Dead Space One. I mean, I think they just sold it so godforsaken hard, and I grilled them about it. I was like, Roman, listen, brother, like I'm not liking these voiceover performances from what I'm seeing in these trailers. Like they're just not hitting the notes. <laughs> Like they were and he was like listen man we and you know i'm super thankful that we had this conversation he was like we tried you know we we really we tried to get the original actors and stuff and we, we 
went through a lot of different actors to see what was going to fit right. And at the end of the day, you kind of got to just settle with what you can, you know, time and budget and money and stuff. Like it doesn't, it doesn't last forever and you kind of got to make a decision here. And there. So I really respect the, the approach that they've taken. It sounds like they're going to be super authentic. At the end of the day, they can't please everybody. Everyone's going to be nostalgic. But um, one of the coolest things they've done with the game is like, you don't have to depend on the tram system to get from level to level anymore. They've opened up the whole Ishimura as if it's its own world, which is just incredibly exciting. So there's so much for it. It's going for it. And um, I think if everyone can sort of scroll their nostalgia, they'll, they'll be in for a real treat. Sorry, I know that was a very, very. No, I love that. I mean, that's that's what we want. This that's is what, what we're here want. for. That's, that's, what, we're here that's for. what we got you on the podcast for is, yeah. is that passion. Yeah. Long, drawn out conversations about stuff that are niche. I love that. It's, it's very, very exciting. And I, I pray to God that it just, it just sells the shit out of it, man. Because it'll, if anything, prove to EA that these games can really, really, really still shine. I think Jedi Fallen Order is initiated and paved the way for this Dead Space remake to even exist. Oh yeah, uh, that for was sure. So I just want more games like that, man. You know, I'm I'm glad to be on the other side of the Fortnite, PUBG, Apex Legends only. You know, and Blackout Warzone. Right? Like there was fucking four different VRs that we were getting like boom, 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 one after another, which is a huge industry trend. So to see games like Jedi Fallen Order, like Callisto, like God of War, like fucking Dead Space Remake, like those are the games man that's the bread and butter baby that's the ratchet and clanks and jack and dexter's of the new age man i need need games like that i needed i need a jack and dexter like remaster trilogy tomorrow well i you have the remaster trilogy it's just on the ps3 we need jack you yes please so jack and dexter uh yeah actually i do want to talk about that because uh Obviously, Naughty Dog went on to do, you know, Uncharted and Last of Us and nail it out of the park every time. What? I'm so excited. I just downloaded Uncharted 4 on my PC, just by the way. That, that's a good one. Honestly, uh, Uncharted 4 is so good. So good. I think for me, it goes 2, 4, 3, and 1 in the Uncharted. like, And Lost Legacy just kind of put anywhere between 3 and 1. But that's, that's I think, the tier list for Uncharted. 1 is rough. But, uh, one, it's rough to go back to. It's definitely one of those games where you have to go, well, for the time. And oh, yeah. You, most people can kind of go, okay, I get it. But yeah, it's hard to go back to, even with the like Nathan Drake collection. I remember playing it once. I was like, God, I just want to go to two already. Yeah, two, two is feels so good. Infinitely better. Oh, yeah. But um, do you think we'll ever get any Jack and Daxter stuff? Because we had like Ratchet and Clank is the only thing that seems to be like from the heyday of PlayStation still kicking, albeit roughly you know it's frustrating thinking about it it's like you can look at god of war as well from the old days of playstation exclusives Mm. and it's like arguably that has sort of evolved and matured with its audience into a more you know i don't know holistic source material than it was back then when it was just blood curdling rage and you know Mm -hmm. it's a lot more dynamic with whores yeah, exactly. It's like it's, yeah. he's they're doing more with it now. And I wish that Jack and Daxter had gone through that kind of evolution. Uh, I don't think Ratchet and Clank has ever gone through that. I think it's de-evolved. I think it peaked at uh, Deadlocked, and then it radically changed its identity slowly over time. What was the Nexus one on PS3? That one was awful. Yeah, I remember trying Nexus, to play that, and I was, I was like, eh. I didn't buy with it as much. Good. Yeah, they get, they get weird, man. But uh, I don't know. I, it's fascinating if you watch old interviews about Jack and Dexter because they 
at the time jack won or jack and dexter the precursor legacy the first game it was just kind of like a platformer without an identity and then gta at that time was so stupidly successful that if you obviously look at jack 2 like the influence is right in your face right like when you're in haven city you can just get in any one of those cars and drive around and hit people and stuff and it was fun as hell it was like gta light for kids that weren't allowed to play gta yeah you know yeah you know and arguably that's how i was able to get it yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love if they did what they've done to God of War to Jack and Daxter. If they, yeah, oh, like a Game was, Awards, if they dropped... Close your heart to it, Dexter. Uh, if they dropped something at like a Game Awards, I'd lose my well, shit. They they kind of did that the first time, because I remember playing Jack 2, because I played him in order from Jack 1 to 2 to 3, and then Combat Racing. I still haven't played that shitty PSP one, but I, I from what I hear, I don't it's want to. It's not that shitty. Yeah, it's actually not. I played a lot of that. I played the shit out of a lot of PSP games. Well, the PSP was a great little system, honestly. Mm-hmm. I I think the Vita was better tech. Oh but, yeah, of course. But like better Sony, tech, but Sony no didn't games. care. <laughs> but That's uh, why I just use my Vita to emulate PSP. <laughs> Smart. But uh, like I remember the first time playing Jack Two, and already that game felt a lot different, a lot darker, and everything, especially when you meet jack for the first time and his yeah, first and spoken word forever. was i'm gonna kill praxis and you're like oh well calm down dude and the awesome. dude and he just the whole game calm down jamal yeah <laughs> don't pull out the nine uh <laughs> and the whole game you're just like this dude is like because he, he it was pure early 2000s like edge like edge oh, yeah. because he was he was dark brooding was awesome. he was a badass yeah no it was definitely cool. listen to pierce the veil it was well Absolutely. delivered man no it was well oh, written yeah. and it was well delivered which just it made like the cheesiness of that of the time just so it just it landed in every fucking scene like remember torn or or crew the big fat floating guys like yep. it was yeah, every yeah. character just hit they hit their lines they delivered them well like it's good to have that shit, but when the writing's off and stuff falls apart, like that's when it becomes just cringe nation. Yeah, that game is a. I mean, the beginning where Samos is talking about, you know, for every age, like I get chills every time. Yeah. They make me cry. Like they don't make them like that anymore. I I wonder what, because honestly, if if anything, I would want Naughty Dog to do the Jack Four. I wouldn't yeah. want anyone else to touch it, because it's there. The thing is, though, I would want them to get as many people as who worked on the original jack trilogy like the people who wrote it and everything back on yes yeah because like as much as i like neil Druckmann and what he did with last of us jack is not his creation and i, I would want him to collaborate with the original creators with the original writers to kind of come up with the more yeah like you said the god of war 2018 of jack and daxter yeah because like yeah that game I, I i really want like an action platformer that like has that serious tone of like god of war because i love like jack 2 jack 3 like yeah it's it's oh they're open world games sure but they still have that action platformer roots to them and i I, want to see that closest you can get which hey i'm not i'm not too upset about it (laughs) no i mean i i loved it it was it was also my the first game of that kind of uh dark Souls style gameplay but then with uh uh a franchise that I absolutely love. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really excited for the new one. Um, I just, uh, yeah, Jack would Jack Four. I'm still upset because we have that mock-up case that if you bought the limited run trilogy, they gave you a case for a Jack Four, 
as like a ooh, but what if? And it kind of looked like God of War's cover art. Brutal. And I'm just like, fuck. Teasing us with something that doesn't exist yet. But, Brutal. I mean, in both The Last of Us games, every time they have to chalk it full of Jack and Daxter references, there's the Jack yeah. X cabinet in the arcades. Mm-hmm. You can get a literal uh, Daxter hoodie for Ellie in the first one. So it's like, stop teasing me. Just give it to me. Yeah, it, it, at this point, I need it. Like, I, I don't know what... I, I mean, I'm sure they're working on Last of Us 3 and Factions. But, man... And Last of Us 1 Remake Remastered Part 2. <laughs> and Last yeah. of Us 2 Remastered. And who are they going to make look like a, a crack a crackhead this time? Uh, everybody. Everyone. Jesse. Problems. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, the remaster remake. Brutal. I mean, I think, like... I loved it, man. From, from what I mean, he, it was great, but the, the character model was... uh, What was... It's Tess. Tess, looks Tess nice. is the one that looks like a crack whore. They aged her up by, like, 40 years. <laughs> Took her teeth away. <laughs> I mean, isn't isn't Joel like fifty? Uh, yeah. He looks old in the very beginning, as like he looks like he was in his twenties in the the like prologue. What was he? But, no way. Twenties. What is it? What it was like? Twenty. The coal mines every he actually, day. Actually, he might have been thirty because he says yeah. that he had Sarah in his twenties, and then she's about ten, eleven there. Mm-hmm. So probably early thirties. Dang. But yeah. So, um, kind of, we're talking about old games. So, for me, my first video game console was the GameCube. Uh, Jack, what was your first console? What was your intro uh, into video games? So, my intro was actually playing next door at my neighbor's house. We had just moved into a new neighborhood in South Pasadena, California, and because uh, I was going to elementary school there, we had a neighbor two doors down with a little boy of the same my age, and he had um, a PlayStation One. So, the first games I was playing was. Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, Spiral Ooh. the Dragon. Um, there was some like hardcore sports like racing game where you could be on a bike or a skateboard or a luge or um uh, I don't know about that. I was about to say some like Tony like, Hawk shakes. I, I know. was thinking like ATV versus uh BMX. It's some it's obscure game. It was it was fun as hell. That was my first experience playing any games. The first console I ever owned was a Game Boy Advance. My parents got mm. me Metroid Fusion and my I mean oh, what just, a what a good like Oh yeah. God, Metroid. An excellent introduction. I think the fact that it took us how many years to get Dread after That's fucking a, Fusion. A like damn shame. Yeah, which granted, Dread phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. I had my but, I had my gripes. Now, what was after your Game Boy? What was, did what was like your full on first like console? Your yeah, I think like, it was a GameCube. GameCube, yeah, yeah. Because GameCube, GameCube came out in. What year did game? 2003, I think, or 2002. No, it was, earlier. It was earlier than that because yeah. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle came out in 2002. I think it was literally 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah. damn. That was probably the greatest Christmas present I ever got. Like, yeah, I, Christmas I, I morning, remember my... GameCube oh. with, with Smash Melee and, so and Metroid Prime 1. And it's, I just, you know, just, I'm still riding that high. That, yeah. That brings me to one of my favorite Christmases was when it was the year the Wii came out. My dad was able to get one. Which I remember him talking to like my uncle and just going, man, it was such a nightmare to get this thing. And I, <laughs> I didn't fight over them. Weeks. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't know because I was a kid. I didn't you know follow that shit. But I got it and I it literally came. We got Smash. I think it was no because Smash Bros was like a couple years later. Oh, um, yeah. It well the Wii we got it was with Twilight Princess because that was the launch game, mm-hmm. and then Link's crossbow training. 
Oh yeah, the best Zelda. Yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> so I had two Zelda games. One which was just this hey, really. Man, Wind Waker's pretty good. That's what I grew up on. Okay. One was just the best objectively. I will objectively say that Twilight Princess is better, but that's just bias for me. Uh, You're a cunt, so objective yeah. bias. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, man, I like fucking the Wii when the like. As a kid, like looking back, I'm like, man, I just give me a controller. That's all I want. I don't know. But, we were talking about last podcast about all the uh, when you go to like big lots and you get the the 14 pack of all the things you could add on on your things Wii that weren't even in Wii Sports. <laughs> <laughs> you could add like a baseball bat, a gun. <laughs> Wii Sports <laughs> was so real fun, boxing man. gloves that have a pouch for a Wii remote built in. <laughs> it was so gimmicky, um, but I guess that's why we liked it. I mean, yeah, which, which I, to me, still to this day, my favorite thing about the GameCube, which is something that I only learned recently, was Nintendo put the handle thing on it so you could take it portably to your friends' houses. I like, mean, awesome. I didn't do that, but I always used, in in the game cases, I always used to put my memory card in and bring a game over to my friend's house. Oh, yeah. They were, to me, they were the best at that because the GameCube had the memory card thing, which PS2 did as well, but then early DS uh, games had the Game Boy cartridge, so you could put a DS game and a Game Boy game in one cartridge. I mean, I, I, I have, to this day, a bottom, the the Game Boy player and the disc, which now is worth, like, yeah, hundreds of dollars. But uh, That's insane. Now. Yeah, I, I need to boot that up and, and play something. Just throw that. any, like, that That was the way to play, like, Pokemon on the TV back in the day. Yeah. Now I just throw what it was the Switch, that? But... What was the little thing that you could then plug in your, like, for Wind Waker, you could plug in your Game Boy and oh, for get like a, the, ting, uh, what's Tingle's Rupee Rescue or whatever. Yeah. Was that the, that was the only game I knew you could do that on. You could do it with Pokemon with uh, the Coliseum game, because you could, oh, Ruby and uh, S- Sapphire could, you could connect you could your teams your there. Pokemon from there and put them on your. I mean, that, did, they have, did they have a Pokemon Coliseum game for GameCube? Because I loved yeah, it so, on the 64. Well, so there's Pokemon Stadium on the 64, 1 and 2. That's Coliseum right. was the story-driven game that had a stadium mode with it. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then they had XD Gale of Darkness, which was like also another one of those story-driven ones. But those were like the first console Pokemon games, and they very stripped down because you couldn't like... You couldn't just go explore the world and catch as many Pokemon as you want because there was no wild Pokemon, really. There was nothing like that. You had to fight trainers and steal their Pokemon because that was the whole me- mechanic behind it. Hmm. But it, it, it's so much easier back then to be like, "Here, I'm just going to load up my save file." Then now, when I have to be like, "Hey, Luke, put in your Xbox." You have uh, to update the cloud. Yeah, you have to. Hey, man, oh, I hate that. You have shit, to. Hey, man. log in and Luke and BJ are like, "I fucking don't remember my password." And then you're spending 20 minutes them trying to reset it, and I'm like, "This is." It, it's. I don't want to play the game worst. anymore. It's one yeah. of the things where, like, I'm glad that I I don't have to have necessarily a memory card to, like, keep up with. Like, most- It would be so cool to, like, me leave the house with, like, a little USB, plug it into the Xbox. I'm already logged in. All my, like, basic shit is there. I mean, you it can. It takes, like, you know, like, two minutes to, to sync up. You technically can with the fucking Xbox series, like, the SSD, the SSD expansion, but it's a hundred, like, Triple digit dollars yeah, for just to get like all my save data. I don't have to log in. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's the guests, man. It's it's like the guest profiles that don't work because they're not they don't have a PSN account, so you can't play an online feature or some shit. Like all of so that, Jack- like oh. plug and play, having been lost, is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're so another thing. You are uh, you're a pretty big uh, PlayStation guy, right? Oh yeah. You're not. Oh yeah. I mean, I play it all, man. I, I get it all. Most, yeah. it's like, 
when we were in the 360 era, that the P PS3 360 era still to this day, in my opinion, is the greatest era of video games ever was. Because so we had, yeah. you were getting Halo 3, you had Gears of War, you had Fable 2, like, you had just had all these fucking heavy hitters, man. Walker. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, I mean, that you could play that on anything, but some, like, Xbox had huge exclusives, PlayStation had huge exclusives with mm. Last of Us, Infamous, you know, like, everybody was just hitting so damn hard at that time, it's like, you didn't want to miss out. So I, I've always wanted to always be able to play everything. But, you know, when, when the push come to shove, and especially when PlayStation Network was free, and you had to play, what, like, that 50, killer. 60 bucks for Xbox Live, that was a I huge bonus. I parents of that. They were like, yeah, like, oh, the other one's free? That's one you're getting. I had to play exactly. season three. I mean, up until, like, until I moved to Tennessee. So that would have been, like, uh, wow. Were y'all on 20, PlayStation 20, then? 2018. Were y'all on PlayStation then when the, the PSN network, like, hack happened? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's 2011, right? What what, what yeah. happened then? The whole PlayStation Network got shut down because it got like hyper hacked. Like they got fucked. Really? And it like the, I forget the outcome really, but I just remember like after that, anytime you went online, it was for it was like at least for the next six months, you couldn't go anywhere without somebody shitting on PlayStation. Yeah, like that yeah. that hurt them hard yeah. for a while. Because like yeah, it was just like. Anyone who had a PlayStation, it's like, dude, I love my PlayStation. And everybody in school was like, oh, you got all your shit hacked, though? Can't play yeah. online now, can you, <laughs> yeah. pussy? And it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, every time. You don't have to pay for online play. And then, and then yeah. your, your, your that only was, retort. Yeah, like, and even then, then they go, well, at least we pay for our servers to stay up, up all the time. And they're always like, it's a better fan base. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> dude, er, early yeah, season, those old Call of Duty lobbies. <laughs> yeah. That. yeah, I miss that, man. It was a whole special time. The era of the like Modern Warfare 2, oh, it's just timeless. The console wars back in uh, school was legendary because, like, nowadays it's just a bunch of 40 year olds yelling at each other on Reddit. But, like, back in school, no, dude, my uncle works for Nintendo. <laughs> Master Chief's gonna be in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that to me was peak just because, like, at the end of the day, like, realistically, nobody gave a shit. But it was always fun to try to get the one up on your friend because like, oh, I have this console. And actually, did you know that this game's coming to it because uh, and you just because you read a, a shit like fake article or you got clickbaited on a YouTube channel or on a Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're like saying, dude, the 360 is going to have this fucking game. PlayStation cannot compete. You guys ever look up Xbox 720 video? Oh my oh, yeah. 720. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Two disk drives. <laughs> They were dumb well, for not naming it the 720. <laughs> no, the Xbox One is probably the dumbest name ever. And their naming convention has not been fixed. Yeah, yeah. Now no. they go to the Series S the and X. Series X? They went, it's yeah. just like a word salad, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> the PS5. Like, like that's easy. Yeah, like that. Easy. Still to this day, though, the worst one is the Wii U. Like going yes. from Wii yeah. to Wii U, I I remember nobody even, thought it was a real console. It no, was just a tablet. Switch is a great name. Oh, Switch is great. Yeah. Switch is they cool. switch from that shitty naming convention. <laughs> well, Nintendo I think has had good ones except the Wii U because like Nintendo sixty four, like just they got the sixty four name like the yeah. branding because that's what it was. Oh, we're in the three D era, sixty four bits, all this shit. Uh, yeah, and then and GameCube, then GameCube, the stellar. Cube. Yeah, we when it just first it was Wii. And you're like, what the fuck? But you, it yeah. caught on so fast, especially and with that that uh, that home Wii page, like, or oh. also that home page uh, soundtrack. Oh, the music I mean, all, is excellent. All of us, we stop theme, dude. Know those by heart. Oh. you'll never unhear it. 
Uh, frankly, oh, I did love the the symphony that would play when you'd boot up your PS3. I love. Oh that. yeah. Well, what was it? Was so PS3 was that early PS3, right? Or was that? No, they always had later. Mm-hmm. It was always symphony on PS3. Always. Which uh, yeah, PS3 yeah. did you have? I had the uh, the one with the sliding top. That's the one that I have today. I had like yeah. the. I want to say like the second generation. It had 80 gigs, but it only had two USB slots in the front. And I had a buddy who had four in the front. That he was the, the, original the first one. one that has the the. It's like the compartment that you have to pull out the little, like not the tray, but it had a thing you had to press out and it, it uncovered yes. the two extra. Yeah. The the first gen of PS3s had the PS2 backwards compatibility support. Yes. Oh and man. And like that, I it, I to this it's day, like it's that's my biggest gripe with the PS3 is how it's not really future-proofed no like say what say what you want about xbox but at least like they've been on the same kind of pro like the same tech since the first one to now to where backwards compatibility works playstation is like oh we can get ps1 games ps2 games and ps4 games like what about ps3 it's like well like god i hope you have a good internet connection (laughs) dude yeah i had playstation now and all that streaming kind of stuff like to me the you know, we grew up playing with you had to plug in those three little cords, right? Like you had a whole cord just for the video, just for the audio. Like yeah. when you switch to HDMI and you're trying to do all the streaming stuff, like the latency, man, it's unacceptable. Like we grew up playing on those. Uh, I don't remember the, the terms for those TVs. Whatever, they were old and they were, they were fast. CRTs, CRTs, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. CRT, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The, the well, well, I think CRT was like earlier. Then there was that 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 middle ground right before we got HD and like. Well, then you could either get there's the, the normal three, but then. If you had the nicer TV, you could do the four. Yeah. It was composite, right? Yeah. yeah. Not component. It was composite. Yeah. Because it's I, all about I, my, the latency. My 360 had the four prong. It didn't just have the three. I had like the the the, the it was like the red, white, green. I remember blue. when I got some Turtle Beaches to play Battlefield three and, and two. Uh, I got the Turtle Beaches and had these these. I mean, it was like a twenty foot long cord because they fucking and, had to be. And what and it, what it did is it intersected it, it like you plug in the audio wires into it and then the audio wires go then into the tv so it would, it would like interfere it so that you could get the audio from the game into your headset no i think i think cloud streaming is a good option like the way xbox does it i think is the best where you can still download everything but if you want to stream it you can it's like if you're when nintendo does it no no uh but like i i think at this point microsoft is killing it on the uh game preservation uh yeah consumer friendly like thing just because everything they've been doing with game pass with everything else and like obviously you can look at all the corporate shit behind a lot of this stuff but i don't know like that's been my biggest gripe with playstation this generation specifically is just like the ps5 launching and being like all right it's back compatible to ps4 you're like okay cool also we're going to shut down the ps vita store and we're gonna sh- we're gonna do all this other stuff, and I don't know. Like to me, they're it's still killing it. They're still killing it with their first party lineup because, like, well, he- here's the bigger question, and we talk a lot about this on the podcast. But, but Jack, how do you feel about the state of PlayStation right now? Because what I'm feeling is that Xbox is king right now. Hmm. Everything from Game Pass. I mean, I just there there's no exclusives except for Ratchet and Clank and. Well, a PS3 God of, game, God of War, Horizon, God of War, Horizon, Returnal, but, Demon but Souls, Miles Morales, still on on PS4. Oh no, yeah, oh, so for straight PS5, yeah, yeah, it's like Returnal and Ratchet. Yeah, really are kind of the PS5 exclusives. Yeah, if you're not but, counting PS4, 
Yeah, like I think that's yeah, yeah. That's the problem is that I think COVID threw a rock into all this. To be honest with you, I think the the way the pandemic throttled their ability to produce the hardware and the nature of everyone being unable to go to brick and mortar stores so that pirates could just, you know, um, what's the phrase? They just bought all this shit up online. The people, the scalpers, yeah, scalpers, yeah. Like they have tech that buys like a thousand you know boxes of this shit before a normal person can navigate with their discount internet you, to get you, you know the, get to the store and, and buy a series s you know for 300 yeah that's it's like th- that affected week. everything um and it threw a wrench in everybody's production pipelines and, and stuff like, like even me like i was working on call of duty cold war and i had to figure out how to make that game from home basically in 2020 um what was that so I, I think it's destabilized what, everything what was that experience yeah can like? we transition into into a little bit of of you and Treyarch? Sure. Yeah, whatever you want to know. Yeah, because working on a video game as a collaborative project from home seems like it would be a huge wrench in the works. And you so. were a, a, a level designer, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in, in 2020, um, it was in March. I think it was March 13th. We went home and essentially they said, all right, come back in three days to get your stuff. And IT and those uh, like workplace man like building management people like they were just heroes like they wiped everything down in the whole damn studio you know they were still putting themselves at risk when nobody knew anything and uh, yeah they just worked really hard to make sure that we could get all the stuff that we could possibly need at home we got reimbursed a lot for the power bills that you know that were obviously going to accrue now that we were taking all this really seriously heavy PCs and monitors and stuff home and. It was wild, man. It was frankly, it was really exciting at the time. It was very fun. I had an hour long commute to and from the studio at the time. So that was fantastic to never again have to go back to that. Um, Wow. But uh, in some regards, it was easier because you could get a big group of people together over a call very quickly versus having to sort of corral and walk across the studio to get into a big meeting room. And then, like, you would, there were so many things that were just very efficient. Um, working from home, and obviously, you, you know, you'd roll out of bed ten feet. You could sleep in. You'd be right there, and can take care of your home and doing yours and stuff. Fantastic, but yeah, like everyone's quality of life shot up until people got tired of not being able to see other people, and work had to sort of provide ways for that to you know feel better and stuff. Like that. So I don't what know. It was games, uh, what game did you work on? Did you work on a uh, Cold War? I think you said Cold War. Yeah. Yeah, saying that because Treyarch usually handles the Black Ops stuff, right? Yeah, I worked on Cold War, and then the season six updates for for Dansk, which is the big Warzone map. If you ever played that, I yeah. I was the one that designed all that downtown destruction, the destruction wow, through yeah. the stadium and stuff. Like, I was this like sort of point designer for the gameplay, like the moment to moment stuff. I chose what buildings we knocked down. Obviously, I got a lot of stuff for concept from on high, and worked with a fantastic, diverse group of you know people that made any of that possible like um but i was really proud of that work probably more than anything because i i really like hand placed a lot of the stuff whatever like moment to moment experience you were going to get running through those trenches like that was me so it was awesome and i know for you um i I saw your instagram post about your true truth to the lie is that your i mean your dream job is is working is to to make video games and um is there is there a studio that you would just love to be a part of? Well, I'll tell you the truth, man. I you know, I sort of 
look at my whole career trajectory through this major lens is that I've had this dream project that I've been cooking up almost my whole life. And um, I'm trying to sort of gauge a trajectory that will best land me in a position and a posture with enough experience to lead a team and have a cohesive vision to make something. I want to make something that no one's ever seen before. You know, I want to make a world that people have not They've not even not even imagined, not even dreamed up. Something totally unique, something new, something that builds off of all these worlds that I love so deeply and just throw people into this sense of discovery. You know, I think that was one of the chief achievements of Elden Ring is it rebirthed this sense Fuck of yeah. deep, I mean, that also sounds like the promises of, of cyberpunk too. Yeah, yeah, but like, I want it to be tangible. You know, like we have to learn from these mistakes. I'm not looking for eight years of development that turns into this pipe dream and falls apart at the end of the tale. No, no, no. I want to get to a spot where I can build a team that knows what they're doing, that can execute, that's well-funded, they've got a good quality of life balance, you know, I'm not working on my dogs, and to tell a story that will really shake people to the bones, you know. I want to reach, I want to make something that reaches people tucked away in dark corners, that use games as an escape, and I want to deliver something so fun it feels like you're biting into some quadruple stacked burger made by a five-star gourmet restaurant like you know what i mean like you can equate playing games like biting into a meal something that feels warm and homey and and well thought out and, and well produced and well executed well presented you know something really holistically excellent in a world that's unique with game mechanics that are traditional but well executed I've got big dreams, man. I got big ideas. My fine, my yeah. ultimate dream in this life, career-wise, I want to be the guy walking out on the stage of a big trade show like E3 or the Game Awards and showing it the world a trailer. You know, just walking out there, being the one to sell it, and to be the creative director behind a project like that—that's the dream. Whether or not it's a studio that I've joined and worked my way up, or someday, God bless it, I you know I lead it and form, found it, form it myself. Who knows? I don't have any of the business experience for any of that, but. Lord knows I might be able to find some partners for that. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm I'm moved, and I I know that you have the uh, the side quest seal of approval. Yeah, you've, I feel the passion from here. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that's exactly what I I told these guys. I was like, I don't know anybody more passionate about video games that I'd want to I'd want to talk to. Um, we were talking I just about have guests. so much potential, man. I yeah. I think games are the greatest combination of art and technology, and the way that they engage you. The participant in the story is just breathtaking. You know, I, I, I'm a Christian. You know, God's a big, big part of my life, and I mm-hmm. think there's some deep biblical truths that people can discover and can change their life. And I think there's a lot to be said for using that kind of stuff in a game for good. And there's for a sure. lot of people that are kept away in those dark corners and places where you know they use games to hide out. And I would love to make I mean, something I've done that, that can shine, counsel, shine countless hope. times. Yeah, yeah, you know, shine and hope, shine what, light. What's so amazing is that you speak about what every gamer feels. I mean, it, it's that it's the it's the high that we're chasing. Yeah, I think it's the reason we play. I think that's it. It's it's not just the escape. I think I think that is the like the 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 momentary like thing that we get out of is the escape but i think it's so much more i mean i uh, it's definitely why luke and bj started the podcast and why i'm i mean you know joined in it is it's just it's so much it's not i mean life-changing but it's just 
it speaks to, to how much it's changed us and how we feel and how we interact with the world because of how we interact in these games. And, and it's not the escape is, yeah, that momentary thing that we get, but it's, it's these stories we get to experience. It's the same thing that people that read books, it's these things that we learn experiences from, from characters and light lessons that we learn from characters and, and experiences we get playing through video games. I think it's, yeah. I think it's what we all chase. Yeah. As I said, it's that high. I mean, even like from a single player standpoint, video games can bring people together because like this podcast happened because me and BJ both played Final Fantasy VII Remake and got on a fucking FaceTime call at like midnight and got and hung up at two in the morning just talking about, bro, this fucking part, this thing. And like, oh, what about this character and the motivation here? And all, oh, did you see this thing? And all, oh, what can they do here? Oh, and yeah. like, we just spent hours. Yeah. And it's, it brings together. It's so interesting. I was. Even when I was on like tech support for my internet, I, I you know, it was, an, it was like it turned into probably a 30 minute call that turned into like an hour and a half call where I just started talking to this guy about video games. And it, it, even though it's like, I don't know like the politics of what you believe, I don't know what values you have, but like we can connect on something and it just connects human beings in such a magical and, and special way. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, even when we talk about, because we talk a lot about anime and, and other stuff like that, and it, it's so fun when I'm reading through an anime or reading, or reading through a manga and, and, and talking to BJ about something that he's reading through and we're able to talk about like this amazing thing and we be, both are able to experience it together and, and talk about it and share these emotions that we feel, you know. It makes but, things more memorable. Yeah, it's incredible. Recent, um, yeah. Recently, we've been... Uh, I, I got both BJ and Matt to start playing the Yakuza games. And oh. it's been it's been so like... It's been so interesting because I've played like through most of them. So I know like the lore, I know what to expect. Seeing both of these dudes react to things and seeing like how the story plays, characters doing this, the really goofy mini games and like all the stuff has been like probably some of my favorite gaming moments of me not playing a game. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> something that's like so reminiscent of like watching a, a, a old walkthrough, like a, mm-hmm. a, a playthrough of something. You, you see a, you know, a person playing through something, you're like, this is about to be good. Just to vicariously live yeah. through emotions with somebody else. I mean, it's it's so special. Yeah, I think it just speaks to how how awesome games are. Like, I used to get upset with people that, like, don't play the game because they only watch it. And I was like, God, if, if, you know, a lot of people just don't have the skill to, you know, master the controls and play as mm-hmm. cinematically as they would like to. You know, sometimes they're just trying to scrape by and can barely beat the game, you know, staring at their feet or staring at the ceiling like they just don't know how to move and look at the same time um they just didn't have the same luxury of growing up with games like we did which is such a bummer but at least you know at least even watching them through streamers or youtubers or whatever like you still get to see just how awesome the games are and how influential they are it's it's really as long as there's human imagination we're gonna get more games which is why i love this industry more than anything that's why i've been really digging a lot of like the accessibility that a lot of games have nowadays like obviously you can look at like xbox's accessibility controller and having other you know people play games where they otherwise couldn't but like even something simple like both uh devil may cry 5 and now sonic frontiers have this where you have an auto combo thing where you can turn it on or off we're just pressing a basic combo will add a lot of the flashier moves to it Mm. and like 
to me it's like oh i'd rather play it with my own skill attached to it but i think about it like oh that's perfect for someone whose motor function is not as high or who is a bit like oh i don't i'm really slow at learning these things and it's kind of getting it and it's like that can still make you feel fucking cool or feel good playing these games where you otherwise wouldn't have picked up the controller because you're like ah it's too hard i can't do it and like i mean that's when 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 carmen because carmen's been loving yakuza and i just i've recently just turned the game down to easy and she goes like it's a fight like here matt take the controller i'm like no you you got this and and she you know she kicks butt and it's just having her being able to just play through it all is it's just been it's been fun because you know she she grew up playing video games with her brothers um mm-hmm. and now yeah. playing video games i mean ugh, it was so magical playing it takes two with us i mean just the same emotions that the characters play we you know i'd be yelling i'd be like no go this way and it's a, it's just uh just that whole game experience brought us closer than when carmen was like after we finished she was immediately was like what's the next game we're gonna play? that game is the in my opinion the best co-op game just because of how yeah like you start to feel what the players feel i mean yeah because you do get frustrated yeah. with the other person and you have to communicate and you and then you're like oh this is this is testing my marriage <laughs> come on go move this way don't you see this is where we're supposed and i'm like no no i'm not i'm not the people any it, it takes to i have a good marriage i need to talk kindly to my <laughs> wife <laughs> Like, even just that, like, having, like, that's why I love the medium of games. Like, like what you were saying, like, oh, like, picking a controller and, like, being pretty much transported to another world, whether that be with friends or without co-op or single player, multiplayer, whatever, you always have memories from, like, you and the boys playing Call of Duty or, or sitting up late at night, rolling credits on a game that's, like, and you're crying your fucking eyes out. Playing, playing, you know, on a sleepover when everyone has to be quiet and playing COD zombies yeah. late at night and you don't want to wake the parents up, but you're like, this oh, is the yeah. scariest shit I've ever played in my life. Like, I, I still to this day, the, the gaming moment that gets me is rolling credits on Assassin's Creed 4. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, everything else. Like, I I like the Assassin's Creed game series. It's, it is what it is. But, like, 4 is that that game series that I love. 4 is that game that I love. Of course, it's coming back to Assassin's Fuck you. Creed. Fuck <laughs> both of you. Uh, but like for like, like what you were saying about like the game you want to create, like you want people to feel and like be put into positions of like, oh, this is what this character is going through, and I can relate. Like Edward Kenway's story, I think, is stellar. His character arc, going from this greedy, just only thinking of himself, to finally like becoming a person that he like wanted to be, or like that his his wife wanted him to be, and then like seeing his kid at the end of the game and like seeing all this stuff like and then rolling credits i was like fuck that like that game hit me on such an emotional level Dude, i i felt that so much with the witcher because i you know i played fallout and skyrim where you make choices and you you know do stuff like and you you know choose what to say in other games but witcher 3 was the first game where I, it was just all you know all my choices and, and i guess i i never played other games where like all your choices really changed everything but I mean, I felt that same way about Witcher Three. At the end, I was just like, "Oh, my first playthrough! It was, it was so magical." Yeah. Um, of, of of choosing, of what you know, what my choices and and playing as Geralt and and putting my head in his body, you know, my playing, you know, have him as my head, and and, and it's just ah. Uh. I think then, Kotor did that for me. Knights of the Old mm, Republic. Mm. That's I think that's to this day one of the greatest written games ever made. I remember like getting deeper and deeper into the story and I, I was like I'd have to stand up and laugh at myself because I'm like I'm literally falling in love with this character like the romance option to for the the main like Jedi chick 
Ballista, I think was his Bastila. name. Ballista. Yeah, Bastila. Holy shit, man. That was me like, in Persona 4. Your main character can't even talk, and yet they've written it to such a degree. Mm. That's the majesty of of games like Fallout, where the main character doesn't speak, but you can read their lines. When you read the lines of the main character and you're choosing what to say, and then you confirm that's the thing you're going to choose, you read that in your, in the voice of your own mind. Yeah. So you, you sort of voice your own silent character, and the characters in the, you know, the NPCs respond to you. So your brain is still sort of like pseudo creating this dialogue. Men dislike that. Yeah. And then <laughs> That's when why you I have like four. <laughs> yeah. Four has that problem where it's, it's like. It's awful. It ruins it. Well, it's, now you it's have... like, it, yeah. I, I forget what mod I, cause when they put the mods on the Xbox, it was like, cool. The one mod I always play, if I'm ever going to replay Fallout 4 is what the fuck I'm actually going to say is shown. Like it's the classic Fallout yes. box style. And you just like, here's what you're actually going to say and not just sarcastic angry yeah and inquire it's like oh fuck like i hate that shit like i love mass effect also it's like, like when i'm choosing I what to say i don't need you to tell me that they're gonna dislike it yeah it's yeah that, that's bad that, too sometimes or like you kill you kill like uh like one of the uh like the synths and they'd be like deacon dislike that and i'm like fuck you deacon okay i'm the main character well on, on some on some level i think it's cool if done right like having characters where it's like oh you can't fundamentally like have every faction like you like if like but yes. i'm just saying just it telling you it well yeah like, super take, takes me out I'm well like, oh, i think shit. telltale kind of started that with the like people will remember what you did here like all that shit because that was the whole point is it was a, the choose your own adventure story and you kind of had to know all that but like yeah i definitely don't need to be like told that in like dragon age inquisition we're like cassandra really didn't like that <laughs> like, well fuck you yeah. i'm the hero yeah. I'm, yeah i'm not trying to like i chose that for a reason i'm i'm the main character okay let me make decisions without it's funny you mentioned mass effect it's like it does have that system where shepherd is you know you never know exactly what he's gonna say but it's for some reason i think it works better because it's just it does that from the very beginning so you never have an expectation it's going to be anything else but when like you play fallout 3 and new vegas and the older games and then you get like fallout 4 it's like mm, this is this is l losing a sense of agency that i enjoyed i didn't know yeah well i think it helps that in in mass effect despite it's kind of like with witcher where shepherd even though you can customize them and make them who you want them to be they're still shepherd they're a character in world like Geralt is whereas yeah. the player character in fallout skyrim all that that's you that's whatever the fuck you want them to be your backstory you decide like what's going on so like Shepard is a character, whereas when I'm playing New Vegas, I'm the courier. Yeah, I get to pick and decide who I side with, what's going on. That's why I think New Vegas is like top tier Fallout. of those games. Yeah. Well, I would even say Bethesda game, even though it's made by Obsidian. Um, that's I think the best game they've published because of how much agency you have. Yeah, like you can kill every NPC in that <laughs> game, every one of them. Yeah. And like and they'll they'll lock a quest be like, "Well, you killed the guy who's going to give you this quest. You cannot fucking play this quest." And you're like, "Well, fuck." But you made that decision. So it like you have to live with that. Even something as simple like I use this as the baseline, but in New Vegas that when you go and you have to go to Novak and you have to find out where Benny went, you go up to the dinosaur, talk to the dude, and he says, "Hey, I'll tell you, but you have to go clean out that ghoul nest." Yeah. Your option yeah. your options are kill this fucker and take his notes and key and he'll and you can just go where benny went go by memory and just skip novak completely or pick the lock to this dude's room go into his room read his journal find out where benny mm -hmm. went and then you can go and skip the ghoul house completely yeah 
that alone is like that's a littered all over New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that game. And if you go Did to ever... the Ghoul House and then you discover like they're trying to escape and you can choose whether or not you're just gonna butcher all of them or actually help them, like, yeah, it's so multi layered. What are you doing about the jet problem? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated Preston Garvey, dude. Although, I will say, as much as I dislike Fallout 4's story and all that stuff, I do love the sarcastic options out of context. Because, like, they're, they're actually really well written to where I laugh. But, like, in context with, like, playing Fallout 4, they never feel earned because they just, they're in a random point in the conversation and then the conversation just goes like how it's normally supposed to go. But like, I love when you skip through conversations. They're like, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were you saying, BJ? Uh, I was gonna say the first time that I played New Vegas. I don't remember if I've told you guys this before, but um, there's a point where it specifically discourages you from going straight to Vegas. You have to go around to Novak and oh, then yeah. go around that little mountain range and everything. Um, I got to that point on my first playthrough in high school. And uh, the old man stops you and he's like, don't go that way. There's like a billion death claws down this road. <laughs> and uh, me and my teenage brain was like, what if I do anyway? And uh, I made it all the way to New Vegas and not a single death claw spawned. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I definitely I was- listened to the old man. Yeah. Oh, I always got to listen to Bro, the no. Man. The second, if you tell me that something called a death claw, I'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I, and I played Fallout 3. So, like, my game also fucked in Fallout 3 where a death claw showed up at the supermarket. Oh, dude, no. you're supposed to go. I had was like, fuck. Any fall game, like, when you're like, man, that and Draugr's, like, scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, I love the Draugr's. Oh, my gosh. Dude. I mean, that's what, like, when I started playing, uh, dead space with oh, uh <laughs> with tyler i mean that was such a great experience and fucked me up too because just i mean we could go into a whole nother tangent on, on another podcast but just the sound design in that and then Ooh. where you like you're just scared to go around every corner and then they just fuck with you where like a sign just goes like and yeah you're like oh fuck you man I- i'm just such a pussy when it comes to to like that kind of stuff but uh yeah i uh i'd love to transition a little bit more into uh what we've been doing this week um if that's mm. is that's cool with you guys yeah okay yeah, cool so uh luke do you want to start us out uh yeah sure uh so the to everyone listening i was not on last week's podcast i was on a family vacation we went to gatlinburg it was very fun uh very enjoyable i, I definitely needed it to kind of get out of the out of the house away from work bj and I had a great podcast they, yeah they did a great job holding down the fort mm-hmm. uh it was a good listen. I'm about I'm about halfway through it, and yeah, you guys. I anytime Kevin when Kevin popped in, I'm like, yeah, it's about to be a good one. He, he walked in with like a case full of beers, and we're like, hey man, sit down. Yeah, dude, it was it was so fun. But um, I mainly have just been playing the new Sonic game. Uh, that's just been my go-to. Like as a lifelong Sonic fan, this game, while not perfect, it's got its problems. Yeah. Uh, it is going in a direction that I'm excited for because, and this is gonna sound really stupid for some of you. Um, it's giving me that same vibe that I had with Elden Ring where like, I want to walk around and go everywhere. I want to see every nook and cranny of this map because for Sonic, at least it's the movement, like timing your stuff, right? Getting on grind rails, hitting the, the, any challenges like that. It's been so fun there. And then you add on the classic Sonic levels of, all right, try to get an S rank, beat your best time, see how fast you can complete a level. Yeah. And then you add on these like stellar boss fights 
The music's insane. It's the music. BJ showed me the music on a uh, Steam Deck, and it was pretty dope. It like they they have nailed, in my opinion, what like what a Sonic game can do. Like this feels like the adventure games, and where they're trying something new. They're not just doing the same formulaic shit that Forces tried and failed at. They're breaking the mold a little bit. Yes, and yeah. while it's arguably like a you know six or seven out of ten game for me, it feels but like Big the Cat brings that up to a ten. That's true. <laughs> uh, it it's the I've been having trouble putting it into words, but someone I saw on a YouTube video pretty much said, this is like the most aggressive six out of 10 game that I feel that feels like I'm playing a nine out of 10 with how much fun I'm having. Yeah. And like, that's it. I'm having so much fun with it. And I know it has problems. The pop in is atrocious. Yeah. The pop in is really bad. It's bad. Most it's of like, the time I'll hit something. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I realize I'm in a forest. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's awful. Like the, even some, well, it's like, just fun when, when you, when you're playing a game, out of a series that you love and yeah they do something different and they break the mold just yeah like yeah there's that passion that you love and then they're doing something new this game feels like it had love put into it versus forces felt like a literally a corporate mandated sonic game which it was fucking awful yeah um but it's been fun like i'm i'm right now replaying it because i want i actually want to get all the achievements and like do all of anything yeah yeah i'd never feel that with mini games because i'm just like ah it's a lot of time crunch i don't want to do that yeah, it's like especially when all of us have a list of things that we either want to watch read or play yeah i have eight yakuza games lined up and i'm still just going back and doing shit on sonic but you weren't able also to to watch I, I wasn't able to watch much anime the lat this past week uh i got to watch um uh, Chainsaw Man, I watched two episodes today. One while I was waiting for BJ Get here, and then we watched the newest episode. And that was fucking fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I thankfully have another week to catch up on Gundam, so that's good for me. That's good. Um, but, yes, mainly just been Sonic. I, I dipped my toes a little bit into some Call of Duty. I think, uh, from what I've played of Modern Warfare 2, it's definitely, I think, a step up from Modern Warfare 2019. <laughs> I mean, but um, that was... I, 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 I mean, love it, man. That's great. I mean, I also love 2019 Modern Warfare. I thought it was, I mean, that was my first jumping back in after Black Ops 4. Well, it was and for a lot of people. I, I say this, and no offense to, to Treyarch, I know we have you on the podcast, but <laughs> I, I think Infinity War, their whole, like, their way of making Call of Duty games to me is like peak. Like, I don't yeah. know what it is, but like, I love Black Ops. I love the story, like, the campaigns of Black Ops. I love playing Black Ops 2 back in the day. Course. But there's something about when I when I just hit with that punch of Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, of just, God, that's great. Like, that was stellar time to be a COD fan. And then going back to, like, in, say what you will about, because uh, they did they did Advanced Warfare, right? Infinity Ward? No, that was Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer did Advanced Warfare? Wow, never mind. Yeah. Because, like, even, even Infinite Warfare, which is like, eh. A kind of mid game. I still liked the campaign, and I liked at least what they were doing with a lot of the combat. It was fun and well executed. Just wasn't what I wanted from COD. But doing Modern Warfare again, you could tell they wanted to do that again. They yeah. wanted to be back to the the realistic shit. They wanted to go all in, and probably having having those characters back and telling a different story with them again was probably like invigorating for that team. For sure. Because you could tell the love and care put into that. And then Warzone. Like Warzone being as big as it is, being launched by Infinity Ward and from their like their houses, like they kind of oversaw that. It was really cool to see. And then seeing them pretty much doing that again is Yeah, actually... I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future of uh, Modern Warfare 2. 
Anna, I the fact that at least according to the rumors, we don't I don't think there's official confirmation, but we're not getting a COD COD game next year. It's just gonna be an expansion to Modern Warfare 2 is kind of insane to me. Mm. That's what I'm either uh, I can either confirm or deny that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not asking for confirmation on that. <laughs> just dropping little experience. Silent you pick one Jack. Up. You can't see me, but I'm looking at the at Matt's computer being like, Jack, hey, just jump in anytime. Boy. Just wink. Just wink <laughs> twice. Um BJ, what have you been doing? Uh, well, I I've been playing a lot of Sonic. Obviously, um, I don't know what you call getting. Hey, by the way, Jack, he, uh, BJ has been our our resident Steam Deck. Uh, uh, oh, awesome! You know, expert. Yeah, yeah, I I fucking love that machine. Um, it came out day one, and I bought it on Steam Deck, and then I just tweaked the settings a little bit, and I was like, well, this is fucking great, as great as this game can be with all the popping and everything. But um. I, I I don't know what you call a platinum on Steam, but I got all the trophies or whatever. Uh, I, uh, I Wait, can, all the all the like the achievements and stuff. Yeah, there's there's forty of them, but um, dang, good for you, man. Yeah, I was I was super happy about that. I don't think I've ever done that before with a game. I don't think I have either. I um, haven't. That's why it's like actually no, uh, maybe Skyrim. I think I've done that with Skyrim. If you got all the achievements on Skyrim, that's actually impressive. No, I definitely have. I mean, Skyrim's maybe my like one of my most played get, like hours in a game. If you were yeah. able to restore the glory of the Thieves Guild, bro, you have my undying respect. Oh, that's like oh, my favorite. It's like my first. I fuck Assassin's Guild or the Companions. Thieves Guild's all the way, man. And I kept the skeleton key until like the very end. And I couldn't then, believe how long that then, I, then I return it because that then you have that's what it completes is you have to you have to get rid of the skeleton key. I was like fuck, I don't want to fucking loot every single lock lock pick I find. Oh, that's the best thing is just be like, yeah, you get the skeleton key. We have to go here and and do this. And I'm like, I, give me like, dude, that's such a good months. quest <laughs> at the end when the water's filling up by the the like the oh, that's such a good quest. And then uh, who's who's the bad guy who like was the leader that you have to go kill like, and he goes. I cannot remember his name. He goes invisible yeah. like for half the fight. Uh, so good. And I cheese that fight because I was un- I was like under leveled or something compared to him, and so I'm just like running around, jumping on a thing, and then when he gets near me, slash, jump down because he won't jump off. He'll run around. Yeah. So I slash him again, run up. Wait, it was I. Fuck, I yeah. I was so under leveled. Sorry, BJ. You're good. Uh, but yeah, I finished Sonic. I fucking loved it. Luke told me that there was a uh, a true and a bad ending. And I was like, oh my god, I have to reset it on hard mode and go back through the final boss. So I did that, and the final boss on hard mode is really fucking hard. It's like Ikaruga level shit when uh, some of the shoot 'em up sections in the game aren't that, like, deep. But um, it goes on for fucking ever, and there's the light-dark mechanic where you gotta dodge bullets and shoot the ones with the right color. And it uh, it took me forever, like, a lot of tries, but I finally did it. Only to find out that the cutscenes are exactly the same, and then I did that for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently I didn't. So that's why no one knew exactly because people weren't trying to spoil shit or do anything. But someone was going, "Yeah, by the way, there is a a final boss in hard mode, and apparently different ending songs or endings or whatever." No one knew exactly, but so I, I just texted same BJ. cutscenes though. Yeah, I, same cutscenes. They change one of the songs in the credits, but they don't add any visuals to those credits. Yeah, no, whatever song. Um, and that was on my digital soundtrack that I bought anyway, so fuck me, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love that game, and then, uh, I've been playing a lot of, uh, Yakuza Kiwami, which is in the Zero engine. Um, so pretty much all the mini games and everything are there. The karaoke with the remixes is fire. 
Um, and the story is getting really heavy. Like it's it's gotten onto a much bigger stage than things are in Zero. Which is which is great because it sets up for you know one uh, one through you know yeah seven. Well, I think the best one two punch is playing Zero and One because they they're so connected. Well, because Zero was made to connect harshly to one to where like when you play one after playing zero all of that like makes it 10 times like i mean after emotional even though it's such a small thing but after seeing the clip of the karaoke with nishiki singing and it flashes back to him pulling the gun on kiryu i was like oh shit i was like that i love how interconnected that was yeah that it's literally just in a mini game and the pocket cert the pocket circuit <laughs> stuff has really been hitting me like with fighter losing his wife or whatever. Is there, is there like a, a mini game as crazy as uh uh real estate Royale and not in, in one, but they do have a cabaret club in two, right? Yep. Yeah. The, the cabaret club is brought back in cabaret too. club. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hire these whores and train <laughs> them up so they can get you the highest amount of money possible. And then there's something called clan creator, which I haven't clam clan oh <laughs> it's a lego game but you just build clams <laughs> um but i i don't know anything about it but there's a little bundle that you have to get for kiwami 2 that's like 10 bucks Clan creator is a like like it's a, a yakuza it's, a, like it's, a, it's it's an art it's an rts mini game okay. where you have all your like troops and you fight other by putting them in certain places it's a whole oh, thing okay it it is in my opinion the worst mini game they've had in yakuza but i also just don't like a lot of rts's like that yeah so that's just aggressively not for me but i don't know bj might get a kick out of it because like yeah i might pour 50 into that but yeah, it's mostly just been Sonic and Yakuza, and my brain is just a Sega Genesis now. Okay, well, uh, I'll kick into to what I've been doing. I've been playing a lot of Gundam Evolution. I'm sorry, BJ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the long story short, Jack, is is Gundam Evolution is a new kind of Overwatch-style game. V, uh, it's about FPS, mechs. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's yeah, it's a, a Overwatch it's style a hero shooter, hero shooter, um, with just Gundam mechs. And I, if you don't know, I'll tell you now. I um, am obsessed with Gundams. Uh, I like building the uh, the figures and the everything. And I, it's such a a great universe that I love. And because it, with all the animes, it's just uh, politics ensue while uh, big robots fight in space. And I love it. Um, and so, yeah, with this, I've been playing on my PC, and BJ has been trying to get it on his Steam Deck. And just like you were emailing the creator of uh, the Death, Death Space. Space remake, oh yeah, uh, BJ's been emailing Bandai, trying to get them to port. Well, the whole not, thing is that port. it doesn't even need to be ported. <laughs> the thing is, the easy anti cheat does not work with Linux. And uh, in the files of the game, you can see that they were like trying to set it up, but they didn't finish that process. So it's just like, just flip that fucking switch and let me play your game, please. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, I've been doing that, playing through God of War, um, and then I've been reading a lot of Berserk, and so I'm I'm getting through oh. Conviction Arc. Wait, oh, Jack, you know oh, you like Berserk. <laughs> Oh, I've made the oh. horrible mistake of agreeing to watch Berserk and just... Ooh, don't fucking watch, don't it, watch it. Don't watch it. I watched it. I, wa- I already did. I watched all of it. 
Did you, okay, wait. Did you watch the '90s anime? Or did you watch the the, the Golden no, Age? No, God, movies? no, the old one, the old one. Okay, 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 good. Okay, well, reading That's, it is amazing. It's a. It's it's I'll send you the experience. website after it's this. Just, it looks like such an odyssey, and it, my heart it, was so ripped out of my chest after fucking watching it. It, it just, just ends, man, in the worst way. Well, because you okay, only got but one arc, like <laughs> yeah, the first know, arc of the manga. You gotta yeah, read, uh, it, man. That's so uh, that's Golden Age. Yeah, uh, it's so good. It's so it's so dark. And so right now, uh, I'm at right. I mean, it's before, it's before the shit's going down. He just met Skull Knight, and uh, and it, what we didn't really talk about, but we were starting to. But then I guess distracted cooking for us is that is that he then he starts to tell like say that. It's like a mirror image of what Eclipse is going to happen. And yet he's like, it's just the same thing's going to happen. There's nothing we can really do, but there might be a chance that I can like kill the God hand. And so I'm going to try. And he's like, but I don't know about you guts because you're half in the, in the realm of demons and half in the realm of humans. You might have a chance. And I'm, I'm looking, Oh man, I'm so excited for guts. Ugh. I mean, I just live for those, the full two set pages of guts with his rage face yeah. of just oh it's like those I scratchy guts, lines man. yeah man it just yeah guts is just is the best i mean it's he's man it's this dark this dark shit i just i can't get enough of and it's it's so good and i can't i'm gonna be reading that all throughout like every night at uh during Thanksgiving, and- yeah, definitely recommend it, Jack, to read it because it, it is a whole other beast. Because I think a lot of people watched it and were like, "Oh, this kind of sucks." And then, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. The drawings. I mean, it's amazing what uh what he was able to do. Um, rest in peace to the goat. Because like, uh, God, that the Doesn't art, he have yeah, a bunch the- of like prodigies that are still writing yes. it, though, still making there, it. Yes, yes it's like going one prodigy, but then he also told everything to the. His creator wife. of Attack on Titan and, and his wife and his wife. Will it end? I'll, it will end. Yeah. He had a he. They're following the story that he had planned, and he did have it planned out to the end. So there is an end point. Good. We just don't know when it will be. Because everyone's guts, kind man. of not pissed. Same. They're not pissed, but like everyone's like frustrated that bad shit keeps on happening to guts. Oh, just and, the music alone. I don't even have words. I, like, I will say theme. That's his theme is so good and like so good after golden like the golden age movies came out i did put that soundtrack on while reading berserk and i was like oh, oh that's awesome because i was like all right if if this if these shitty movies gave us anything they at least gave us a killer soundtrack to put on while reading and i was because like yeah i watched the movies i'm like man this sucks but like i when we've had this conversation i don't really know anyone who could honestly do it justice but now it's probably mappa i also i'm also really I'm still wanting the live action done by the uh, the studio that does the boys. Ugh, a live action guts wouldn't be too crazy. Who was it we said for it? Okay, we said like a younger, not Gerard Butler. Was it Gerard Butler? Uh, maybe I I was saying Tom Hardy. Tom, yeah, that was it. Tom Hardy, a little oh, bit younger because yeah. yeah, for guts. If he was younger, hmm. it would be perfect. If he was taller, because. You know, Tom Hardy's pretty fucking short. Yeah. But then the guy who plays one in Stranger Things with Vecna, the guy who plays perfect Vecna. Griffith. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 You're right. He's got that, that chin that's pointy. Yes. And then if you just give him that, that curly white wig, I mean, he fucking would. Fucking Griffith, man. It would be so. Oh, man. Fuck. 
Dude, Fuck Griffith. Dude, it was it was a wild. You'll have to listen to another podcast, but it was wild me talking to BJ going through and I was like, Griffith's great. And he's like, Jesse fucking what are you talking about? And I was like, when he when uh fucking the eclipse happened, I was I was in disbelief. I couldn't stop reading. It was uh just gut wrenching. But it's hilarious. I got I got super drunk at my birthday earlier this year and my friends had to like put me to bed and it was literally a house party at my house. And I'm I was oh. so drunk I felt so like beat to shit as my like six friends were putting me to bed. I was like, I feel like I just watched Casca get raped. And my friend, my one only other friend who knew about Berserk just starts wailing, fucking laughing. He was like, just absolutely lost his shit laughing. Oh my laughing. god, that's so... Because I'm getting yeah, in that, the bed, oh, just so uncomfortable That's so reminiscent sad. of uh, my birthday party with, with Luke and BJ getting a little too drunk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there was a fire? Oh man, yeah, there's, there's some crazy stuff happening at my birthdays. But yeah, man, I feel that. Man, that, uh, the panels in the manga when that's happening i mean Brutal. are are so crazy it's these full spreads of just guts screaming as he's being held down that are just so brutal um it's it's crazy yeah <laughs> but that's uh that's amazing and other than that i've been playing more battlefield 4 on pc um getting clips in the, sniping the, the clip you showed me the helicopter shit was hilarious that is so i, I love i mean that's like probably the like one of the two things I love about Battlefield is just the vehicles. You know, you you rule the skies, but then you have people with full flight sims that just destroy every single vehicle in person in a in a in like a warthog yeah. uh, plane that just ruin it for everybody. But uh, we watched uh, which from Mercury. Uh, y'all did. Y'all, yeah, we did last week, and it was really good. Yeah. Um, they showed me the ending, and I didn't even see the whole ass episode. But I was like sitting there going, "Fuck, I'm feeling things for this dude." It's this dude. It turns. It is. They do touch on a lot of darker stuff than uh, a lot of other. I mean, it's it's definitely a different breed of Gundam stuff, and it's so exciting. It, it's wrapped in a bow of like like the the wrapping paper is this nice high school high school drama, and you open it, and it's just depression, darkness, <laughs> politics, death, and you're like people getting yeah, people getting killed. It's crazy, dude. Uh, so yeah, I'm really glad we showed you that that last two minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the whole episode probably okay, either cool. either tomorrow or tonight, depending on how I feel. Well, that's uh, I'm still gonna watch the next Bleach episode because I missed that. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Jack, what have you been doing this week? And you know, t- video games, books. I know you've been uh, reading Lord of the Rings, so that's ooh. Please talk about that. Yeah, man. My I actually just started my first day at my new job at 31st Union, which is a 2K owned studio. Um, mm. Yesterday, today was how really. That? It's awesome, man. It's, you know, I left Treyarch with as, as a full a heart as possible. I mean, those people were family to me. I, I really loved the project that we were working on. I, I loved a lot of things. Um, but I, you know, in my gut, after five years working on COD, I just, at the end of the day, wanted a, a flavor of diff- something else. You know, I just wanted to apply everything I'd learned and go what and try a, a new venture. What is what is this studio known for? The, the name is kind of escaping me. I don't know if they... Nothing. Are they... Oh, so you're like newer. Brand new. Fresh out the gate. This is their first game. That's so exciting. That's got to be fucking exciting for you, though. Like, from based on just the impassioned speech you gave us, like, you literally are getting to go in and, like, start fresh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I And that's one of the things that sold me, you know, during the interviews. I was, I like to ask people, I was like, you know, why do you get up in the morning every day to come work on this thing? Like, why do you, what is, what about this is compelling? 
I love know, that, you, that you asked the interviewer that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, you know I that, it really is great. You know, that you want a you job. You know, we've been talking about passion. Yeah. You, know, you want a job. You want to join a team that, that's also passionate. And yeah, it's not I just like, an inter- interview for you, but you're interviewing them. If, absolutely. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I just really liked their answers. So I thought I'd go for it and pull the trigger. And, you know, I, it's a fully remote gig. So it gives me the chance to move around. And uh, I've been living at home for the last five years, ever since I graduated college in 2017 which has been blessing on blessing on blessing like I'm really lucky to have a relationship with my folks and everything and got to see my brothers go through high school so I just yeah, dude, that's a to, whole other thing I'd love to catch yeah, up on after the podcast but it's time for a change of pace you know I figure I'd go stretch my wings stretch my legs probably go move up to Seattle later uh maybe around March or something with this new job so new job new place new chapter of life uh, which dude, that's just, so exciting I love that yeah, for dude. you yeah thank you thank you so that yeah that's been going on um i recently started playing portal 2 again oh, oh my yeah, gosh dude, dude. we yeah. love portal 2 here we're talking about a great co-op game oh my yeah fuck. yeah for real dude yeah that i've been showing everybody and their mother uh the game inside play dead's inside mm-hmm. if you ever played a limbo uh inside yeah. so up to that Have, did you see their i think it's the new game summerville from the same guys today. yeah just came out yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it for sure. Great game. Um, playing God of War. It's a thoughts, boy. But uh, it is getting... I'm enjoying it more and more and more. As I'm you're, you're on but, uh, uh, Ragnarok, right? Yes, yeah. Um, I, I, I want just a quick question, because I haven't started playing it yet, but how would sure. you compare it to 2018? Like, a good leap forward, or is it just kind of a continuation? Like, does this feel like this could have just been the rest of 2018, like if they would have made like a bigger game? so far yes it i think it is definitely felt like a massive dlc for mm-hmm. the most part um but it's a very fascinating game in that just from a perspective of study to see what the developers have decided to do since the last game is really interesting because i think they've taken a lot of risks i think um they have sort of it's really hard to articulate, frankly, or just to talk about because, like, what they're doing game mechanic-wise, game design-wise, game directing-wise is really something to behold uh, in a way that it's bold and it's risky. And I don't know that it has personally paid off for me. Some people, obviously, many people looking at the reviews are obsessed with it. I think the review scores are ridiculous. Um first seven hours were pretty rough for me i think it's a pretty damn long game though as i'm quickly discovering so i'm maybe at about the 13 hour mark now and i think it's getting better and better uh, it has featured the most unquestionably beautiful game environments i've ever seen ever apparently seen. yeah i was gonna say people have been saying that like the fact that this runs on a ps4 is shocking yeah it's drop dead gorgeous um I, I cannot wait to play it up, soon yeah in my opinion. it has held up it has not. I oh, think the not. writing has okay. not held up. I think However, a, there, there is a line that canonizes PlayStation All Stars. So ten out of ten for me. What the heck? What do you mean by I, that? They, they do. That I saw that yeah, headline. I, I don't know where it is. BG sent me the TikTok. But yeah, uh, uh, who, was it Yamir who's on his his hip? Yeah, uh, it's yeah Ymir. I think it's someone in the boat with him. Well, someone was talking to him like, "Hey, uh, I heard all the stories. You fought a thief." A princess, 
and they just oh, list an automaton all this stuff and they listed all the like the list of the characters of playstation battle all stars without naming them whoa and kratos is like i do not want to talk about it <laughs> that's awesome that's so awesome oh that's rad i haven't i haven't heard that line yet so that so I, there's stuff like that that starts to like peek its head out later on and there's stuff that they do that's very cool i was really really unhappy with it for the first several several hours but i'm, I'm loving it more and more now so i highly how's, recommend how's the combat like compared to the first one not as good oh, mm, fuck. wow yeah but, i i really like the first combat but there are things that happen as the game goes on that makes the combat better than the first game Ooh. so it's fascinating that's what i'm saying man it's like nothing about this game has been a straight answer it's, it's okay fr- it's frustrating but it's also exciting and it's curious it's, it's your curiosity it's 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 wild it's a wild ride i, I tend to respect games a lot more even if i don't vibe with it as much but for taking risks and doing something different because that sticks with me longer than just oh it's you know this again and just move on so I, i'm very interested to see how this plays out I'm, I'm frustrated because when i i think about sequels i think about things like gears of war 2 halo mm. 2 mass effect 2 like those are fucking slammers, man. Like those took the core of what the game, the first game, started out with, and just ran with it, polished it, built on it. It didn't change, but it added. It you know it it elaborated. And this game has done that in some ways, and it has firmly not done that in other ways. Which do is you think? Do you think this game might turn into like a Metal Gear Solid 2 situation where at launch and at first people were like, what the fuck? This isn't what I signed up for. Like, this isn't what I necessarily wanted. But with time and context and everything else turns into like, nah, this is one of the greats. Because like, I remember people's like, even as a young kid, seeing like the YouTube videos or like Reddit threads or whatever, not Reddit threads or like just forum posts of some people saying, yo, Metal Gear Solid 2 is bad. But then now it's like hailed as one of the greatest i think it's the opposite i and i mm. frankly i think my opinion my perspective about this game is is one of the rarest because i get like laughed at on forums that i try and talk about this stuff if i bring it up like people got death threats for posting like bad reviews of this game yeah i, think it's I saw that um, I, yeah that I, shit's... So, I hope that if people pay more attention to this kind of stuff that over time when you compare them next to each other you can see and identify how Ragnarok fails to well, achieve so d- the level of polish that the first game did in its opening hours. It's so interesting following in the coattails of what 2018 God of War did. Um, and, and also when you talk about other games that like are great and then following up with, with sequels to that. I think it's, I think it's interesting because you have people, a whole group of people that are just still writing, you know, like still feeling out the first game, you know, still raving about that and saying, "Oh, it's just a sequel. It's 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 just as good. It's amazing." And then you don't have people that can, you know, critically critique look, it, critique yeah. it as its own individual thing. Yeah, it does. It doesn't hold up. I think. What? Fuck. It, that's not right to say. It's too big of a game, and I haven't even beaten it yet to say with finality. But the first section, the, literally the first seven hours, I was deeply frustrated with the game, comparing it to the first game. Mm-hmm. I am quickly loving the game more and more and more impressed by it as it goes on. So I, I can't have a final say on it. But I will say that I believe that the first God of War 2018 was the greatest game of the last decade. I, I like you bringing up Mass Effect 2 because Mass Effect 2, 
quickly interchanges is my favorite game of all time with another game, but Mass Effect 2 is probably one of the best games I've played in my life because of, of where one was very similar to the, the KOTOR and, you know, the older Baldur's Gate style of, you know, what Bioware had done before. And like yeah. it was the it was them it was their RPG chops on on the highest, but their action game credit was just kind of eh. And then Mass Effect Two rolls around, and it's sure some of the role playing is toned back, but man, the characters and the story and just yeah. how you like you function in that and like to me the choices, especially the addition of the interruptions, are it's to me it was way better than what one could do the combat was way better it just all around was leaps and bounds better than the first game and then just like fuck it was that game still to this day like the characters the story the the fucking suicide mission you go on is so it's oh god it's so good yeah. as a sequel it's i mean across the board mechanically the shooting the character arcs the side missions the writing the ships progression i mean it's just a, it's a marvel of a game and if those games like that's what drives me nuts is like sequels have existed for a long time that have kicked some serious ass like if you look at gears of war 2 the audio across the board is better the writing is better the cutscenes are better the game feels tighter sharper the guns feel meatier the enemies react more brutally the bloodstains are rich it's like across the board it's a better game than the first one and then yeah. you're just like who are these people making these games that aren't playing these games like you have, you have got to do your research. You have mm. to. It drives me I'm, crazy. I'm it's assuming you're not the biggest fan of Gears Four or Five, then. No, God, no. God, no. <laughs> Gears One, Two, and Three—a perfect trilogy. You mm. leave it at that. Not to say those games Ooh. can't be good in their own merit, but there's a guy named Crobat or Crobate on YouTube who's made videos that sort of breaks down or just looks at without even any commentary, just identifies the things that have gone to shit with games that have come out he makes a video that says the new gears of war games are like lacking weight and depth and he just all he does is compare the old games to the new ones and it speaks for itself they just fucking speak for themselves like you don't need commentary because it's just proof is in the damn pudding and it's a shame you like you take this one of the most beloved franchises ever made and you just can't carry it like you cut corners in the wrong spaces man because the details matter that's the thing that most people don't fucking understand man it drives me crazy the details if they get them wrong often enough in a product they will add up and ultimately Ooh. detriment the experience as a whole yeah they matter they matter so hard because when you catch them even if you don't catch all of them somebody else will somebody else will see the details that you might have missed in one playthrough that you might not see for the second third or fifth playthrough but when you see them all there together that's where the passion shines well, with like that's a whole quality the whole the game it, yeah it just adds up yeah i mean i i'm i'm one i'm of the opinion that honestly i think you should let some game series die like yeah. gears of war and mass oh, Effect. i mean that's the same or, like, or those two where like i didn't need andromeda i didn't need gears 4 I don't need Mass Effect 4 or 5 or whatever the fuck the next one's called. I'm fine with the trilogy as is. And I, cool I feel the same way it. with both, like, movies. Star Wars is a good example. Most, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. Tell me about it. Oh, my gosh. But thankfully, Andor has been amazing. I like, so. And I liked Mandalorian Season 1 and 2. And and the part in Boba Fett but, that he was in. Well, Boba Fett, though, is, again, a continuation of a, of a character... Well, it's a continuation of a character that we didn't get to see the cool shit of. Like, 
The problem yeah. is they try to do the, the redemption yeah. arc when we didn't see him as the villain. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The Book of Fennec Shand was really good. <laughs> um, what else have you uh, been doing? Yeah, Jack? sorry. We hijacked that one from you. Sorry about no, that. No, no. Hey, no, this is what this podcast is about, man. Yeah. You know, no, I've, uh, I've been sick as a dog for like six days, which sucks. You know, obviously that always ends up occupying your hours of your day. I'm, I'm living off the Holy Spirit, chicken soup, and hot tea. Mm. Uh, I'm just trying to recover from that. There you go. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot of adjustment. You've been reading, reading. You've been reading. Uh, reading, uh, you've been mm-hmm. reading You'll have been yeah, writing the Lord of the Rings, correct? Yes. 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 Lord of the, I've been. I picked. Are you in up Twin Towers? Two towers. Two Towers. Yeah. Two Towers, not Twin. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Twin Towers. I know. <laughs> I, I make that mistake all the same time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> dude, I just got a. I just got a Lord of the Rings tattoo on my chest <laughs> recently. <laughs> like I'm just. Two days I ago. couldn't believe picking it back up i stopped literally like two years ago i think during like the tall tree beard section where i just started to fall asleep every time i tried to pick it up and read it but i, yeah. I pushed through recently and made it through helm steep and everything and just the way that man writes it's so romantic it's it's, in, it's, it's incredible i mean i grew up yeah. with my dad reading to me the hobbit i mean which is exactly what the hobbit was meant to be it was a kid's book and it just got me into it and i and yeah i mean lord of the rings is if i go on like tier of favorite movies the the lord of the rings trilogy is my top favorite movie um you know it's funny i I feel like i read fellowship of the ring and i was like we should watch the movies it totally ruined the movie for me ruined it really i mean yeah i think the level of detail tolkien gets into with like and i love tom bombadil i like i loved all those side characters but you do not want a person that can literally destroy i mean he's he's the the topic i mean i can we can talk all day about lord of the rings and and stuff i, I really just don't I, I don't want to get into tom bobadil and yeah we don't I mean, tom bobadil is like world ending like power levels and and it's like <laughs> honestly in the movies it was good that they left him out like that would be such I a, just a love thing the, i love the book i, I love oh, yeah, the so books much, are great and i was just bummed out by the movie i think if not even ignoring tom bobadil like the amount of time they spend with the elves in the movie feels like five minutes but in the yeah. book, it's like weeks, and they describe the, the t- like the halls and the homes. I mean, there's so had. much. Even like in, yeah. in the first book, they do, they're able to describe because you don't understand the relationship between dwarves and elves, really, and you don't understand the gravity. Like little things yeah. of with with Gimli when he gets um, to Mirkwood, and it's like um, you don't understand that like the gravity of like having a dwarf there and. And like when he asks for her hair, there's like little stuff that you just oh. don't understand about and yeah. stuff that that's left out. And I agree um, that Tolkien is is I mean, his, what? Yeah, it's 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 a masterpiece. And 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 his the whole world building, which goes along with like language building. I mean, it's it's a masterpiece for sure. I've always yeah. said that the movies are really good kind of like a supplement to the books because the book to me with with a lot of adaptions there's only so much it's way better to go from movies to books well see i i disagree because i read them i read the book first and then watched the movie and i was like cool because i didn't watch them growing up like a lot of people okay so i read the books first i mean i remember going to like i love theater with my dad yeah so i i yeah i didn't go to the movie to see any of them i saw them all later on dvd and then even then it wasn't the extended editions like i i read the books in school and because my the church that I went to at the time had them as well, because you know Tolkien was a Christian, and so they were like, "Oh, Christian stuff." <laughs> so I read those and Narnia back to back, which was kind of cool. But watching the movies, I, I even as a kid, I was like, I thought, obviously, like 
a book, you have almost limitless like ways to tell a story because you have word and you can what what it has to be a scene in a movie is like the most epic details that you get to paint your own picture in in a in, a, in your mind. Yeah. Whereas like. Granted, the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy is still stellar. They were never going to get everything. Well, so it's so interesting because recently, I'm I, I'd say in the past like two years, I have gotten into reading, and because I'm I'm really a terrible reader, I probably also have dyslexia. You know who knows, but I'm I'm just not good at reading. And so everything from when I, I've gone from everything visual media and then going into into physical media, and 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 it's been like transformative for me. I mean, everything from like reading manga, but then reading Dune. Oh, I mean, I could talk about the book, the Dune book books. It just, it's amazing. And I, and so then, you know, going like after doing that, reading all the Witcher stuff, it's, it's been for me way more beneficial going from like visual media that I grew up on, gotten interest and love in than going into physical media of, of, of the books. Um, which I also remember, like, as I said, my, my dad, he would read the hobbit to me and then we went through lord of the rings but i was so young i i really don't remember too much of it and then you know listening to audiobooks because again i suck at reading um yeah i just i for me it's been way more beneficial going that way and then getting so much extra out of mm. out of it being an adult that's you know getting better at reading and and absorbing that information it's been so just amazing just going into all of these worlds um and then I think it's been fun, like, especially with The Witcher, you know, playing the games and, and kind of getting an idea of Geralt from the games and then going into the book and and saying, wow, this, I mean, for me, at least the game translate really well. Playing, I, I definitely would want you to play The Witcher 2, which I can let you borrow if you ever want to. But that sure. game, I think, does a good job, too. I haven't played the first one because it's PC exclusive, which they're apparently doing a remaster of that now on console. Oh. So cool. Guys, I hate to be that guy, but we are almost at two hours. Okay, okay. And- yeah, Anchor for sure. Not let us upload anything past that. To it's a- no, no, it's, it's six it's, hours, but uh, no. Anchor the oh the shoot company we use. Okay, it won't let us go past like two ten because whatever the I because we did a two hour one recently, but okay. They, uh, yeah. Oh shoot, dang! I am starving anyway, but this has been a blast. It's been so much fun. Um, anyways, I I love I love that shit. Um, yeah, that's exciting. I don't I don't even know. I don't I mean, want to stop. I don't want to stop. Either. Either. We could. Well, it, was there anything else? I guess let, let you wrap up here. What you've been doing? Is there anything else you've been doing that's like wor- worth noting uh, on the podcast? No, I don't think so. All right. Nothing, nothing of note. Well, I guess sign out. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, Jack, man. Yeah, thank you so on. much, Jack. This has been so much fun. Oh. We're definitely going to have you on again. This Absolutely. is this was just remarkable. Um, I'd love to. We, I mean, we could do like a horror podcast, a horror video game podcast. Or- I, I want to get into doing more spoiler cast kind of stuff. And like, I'd love to do like a dead space spoiler cast and get Ooh. you on there and like really yeah, I mean, dive yeah, in. I mean, cause that, the cause, best yeah. part is, is having when we have like somebody who's like an expert in something, just walk us through. And especially for me, you know, it's been, it's just so much fun to sit back, ask questions and get mm-hmm. answers and, and just absorb tons of information from Bioshock or Dead Space Man, oh. I'll do it. We can oh, get as Bioshock deep as you want. Go on. So, I, I, could, I, could, I could add in Bioshock. Fuck, I love Bioshock. Um, hey, hey, guys, I've still never played the series. <laughs> we'll do it, man. Xenoblade 3 going, pussy. <laughs> up, I hate you so much. Uh, no, well, let's sign out. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for Jack for being on here. Thank you so much, Jack. Um, My there, pleasure. Uh, social media that you'd like people to follow you on? Or do you would rather that keep private? 
Oh man, yeah, shoot. Um, I think LinkedIn more than anything. I mean, the main thing I like to sort of connect with people on is if they want to get into the industry, I'm always down to talk about how to break in the route that I took. Um, I got a best friend of mine who is making videos now on YouTube to help people get into. So uh, we'll, yeah, we'll just we'll we'll tag you on uh, in, in Instagram. How about that? That works too. Yeah, perfect. Sweet. Well, thank you to everybody listening. Uh, we'll send. Uh, we got stickers now and yes. TikToks. Um, and Jack, I'll send you a couple stickers. Um, in thank the you guys. But uh, thank you guys uh, for listening. Next week's gonna be an interesting one because Matt will be out of town this mm-hmm. time. Me and BJ are gonna do a full Sonic Frontiers kind of spoiler cast and talking about the future of the series, whatever, and then just kind of whatever we want to talk about as well. Sure. Probably, I want to get your your some Yakuza stuff now that Matt's not gonna be here. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Check us out on Instagram, which is SideQuest underscore podcast. And then you can also follow us on TikTok, which is the underscore side underscore. No, no, no. It's just side, side underscore, underscore, pod- underscore yes. podcast. Yeah, BJ knows it. Sorry. So, yeah, I should have pointed BJ again. But yeah. thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Jack, for coming on. And as always, take it sleazy. All right, Jack, I'm going to end it right here. But we can we can just stand for a second. Flash. Dude, that was so fucking fun. That was amazing. Yeah, that was great.